Warning. This podcast has been known in the state of California to cause cancer. If you're listening in the state of California, we are not responsible for this. But otherwise, please do enjoy Unlikely Bedfellows, Episode 1, Feeding the Trolls. You thought that intro was the first. Just putting a disclaimer out there. As you go forward through this, please be aware that we are just two gentlemen sharing our opinions and experiences as we went through life and now as we are grown adult men. So please bear with us. If you find anything offensive, let us know. If you don't, let us know. If you're still listening to this, why? All right, check it out. What, five and a half years in the making? Yeah, roughly that. We dumped one that one night at band camp, I think, that, that was, we did. It was so horrible and random, but uh, hey, you know, you got to start somewhere. But uh, for those of you who haven't noticed, and those of you who are just listening, it's the unlikely bedfellows. We don't have names. We're just bedfellows. That's not right. Not like in that sense, though. But no, not, not in a gay way. Uh, not nothing, that, is worth, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, hey, we are very, very progressive individuals. I know that's going to piss a lot of you people off, and there's going to be a lot of you out there to say, well, even if, even if it wasn't in a gay way, I mean, what do you have to say? And it's like, well, we're in Indiana, so I mean, you know, yeah. fi- figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. So, but hey, uh, we just want to let you guys know, this episode is called Feeding the Trolls. We're going to be feeding them spoonfuls and spoonfuls of all the stuff that they love to hate. So they're, they're going to have an opportunity to regurgitate. Regurgitate? Regurgitate. <laughs> regurgitate. How many beers have you had? I've only Dude, had I've one. I've only had the one. God, what are you? You need some Boone's Farm to go there, you little Nancy oh, girl? Fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so just, uh, you know, get some things going. You know, this is... Um, Mr. Hot Chocolate over here. Yeah, my hot chocolate with my peppermint bark bougie booze in it god i think i have diabetes now not that there's anything wrong with that either sorry you know here we go just offending all the classes today i think we're gonna see if we can beat south park and how many people we can offend in one recording of some sort of media capacity we have to so. throw canadians in there at some point because they did that hell they did that in the very first season with uh with ike the little brother yeah right <laughs> the, the floppy mouth like no connected neck like, ike <laughs> so but you know i guess just really talking about Things that we like to talk about. I know a lot of people out there are into big, big things like we are, like pop culture, mm. um, beer, yeah, uh, movies. You know, movies are pretty big. Um, that's, that's definitely more of your forte. I mean, yeah. not that I don't know my fair share, but you're like a walking Rolodex of yeah, you, most random ass people ever. Have you been act. published? I can't tell you where I've been published because then you'll figure out who I am. <laughs> well, I've we'll been published. That. So, but anybody um, can be published on the internet nowadays, so it really doesn't matter. Right. But hey, it's more. I've never been published. I've, I mean, I've written a, a part of a book, a couple chapters. Your manifesto doesn't count. I, I feel like I'm Brian, you know, Family Guy. How's that story coming, Brian? Huh? Hmm? Brian, you know that that one that one novel about you know the person and yeah. <laughs> so, but just just really, I mean, honestly, clown tuning, uh, clown tuning. See, I guess I'm. Are you still there? Yes. Hi. Are you I still there? Still please, there. please. We hope you haven't signed out yet, because you know, we we hope it's going to get better, and I know you do too. I mean, we're we're like three minutes in, and we're already. 
Ugh. Already rookies, so oh, Jesus this could be like another podcast. I've got a rope. I need a noose. <laughs> right. So you may hear random things like beer cans cracking open, um, children cats, screaming, uh, random crap, people stomping around. I don't live in a crack house. I promise you that. Um, but and this is not my mother's basement. We're recording this, and it's actually my basement. But um, I guess my wife does treat me like I'm her, her child because yeah. I act like one. I'm a I'm a man child. 43 years old and still collect dolls. Um, action <laughs> figures. Action figures. They're mint. Um, Even but, the fanboys listening right now are like, they're not dolls, they're action figures, <laughs> and I keep them hermetically sealed so nobody fucks them up. I, th- I think we have to talk like that all the time. Did so. you get fingerprints on my, oh, my Star Wars Black Edition? Oh, I gotta return it now. But we're, um, we want to get this thing finally going. Because um, like we said, you know, like, Two minutes, three minutes ago, whatever, four minutes in. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep announcing like every time we hit a new minute. Who knows how much longer we have on this planet? <laughs> this is our legacy. I mean, he's he's got kids, but I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't have anything. But so we we the last time we did this was oh July 2014. We never hit launch. Was it was that twenty fourteen? Oh God, has it been that long? Yeah, it was. It's been a, it's been five and a half years, I think, since we we recorded the first one, and and I'm sure there's people right now that are saying maybe if you wait five more years, you'll actually do a good job, <laughs> and maybe you'll actually publish one. Because who knows if anyone's actually hearing this one? Yeah, that's right. But but yeah, that one was a, a night of great beers. We we had the house to the cell to ourselves and. I think we had like brats and burgers or something. Yeah, it was kind of like out and kind of like that scene in the uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas where they are on the beach, just kind of laying there, you know, all drugged out. You know, we were <laughs> we but we we had been. I wasn't inebriated. I think he was. I was blasted. He was trying to get me to that point. I had never been there. And I never want to be. I don't get the point. Still wouldn't hold my hand either. <laughs> no cuddling. I'm sorry. I'd seen where you'd had it, and I didn't <laughs> want to have any part of that. I mean, I don't know what's in you. I know, I, I think I've got an idea anatomically what's in your pants, but I don't know where that thing is. Been. I'm like a Kindle. So, <laughs> I'm a eunuch. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we, we had recorded one. It was, I mean, I think to us it was funny. I mean, I was drunk. I was blasted. I was out of my mind. Those 12% beers I was drinking, like they were water. Yeah, that was not a good situation. Drink a lot of Trump it's... rambling. Oh, yeah. We went way too political, which is really not where we want to go with this. Yeah. You know, yeah, we want to we want to ruffle feathers, but, you know. But we want death threats. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, we, we want to we want to keep it going in the right way. So we decided to pull that out. Well, well I mean. Well, not we, that out. We, we don't, we, not necessarily that right way either. I mean, we want to go the correct way. Not necessarily the right way, because I don't think either one of us leaned that direction no, no, politically. No, no. So. so, oh, I went political. Oh, political. oh, oh no! I think we need to. We, we might have to. As these continue, we might have to have like a, a politics jar. <laughs> that, or you just have to k- take a kick to the junk, or or a purple nurple, or something. So, <laughs> fuck! I said impeached again. Five dollars in the politics jar. <laughs> so, um, or that, or we can um, we can like every time we do that, we have to. Like it's like playing hangman. We have to give like the first letter to our last name, then the second, and then by the oh, you know, by God. the time of the end of this episode, they'll all know who we really are. And so. at that point, I'll have to either put a security fence around my house, or you have to do the same. <laughs> and we'll both be fired from our day jobs. So, <laughs> but um, no, we're you know we're we wanted to get this going. 
we, you know, as any other podcaster out there that deals with pop culture, you know, especially movies, games, tech, whatever it might be, I, I think a lot of people all have that that self centered, self righteous, pretentious. I know my everything. podcast is better than yours, and yeah. we're not like that. We just want to have fun, talk about things, hit the points that you know maybe the other podcast you're not listening to are hitting. Oh, Morty. Um, but um, just although except go for you that. guy, you guy right now that's like get to the fucking point. Our podcast. If you have one, it's definitely better than yours. Oh, of course. And yeah. even your mom says so. She listens to our podcast. <laughs> she was so. screaming out last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yours is the best. Oh, wait a minute. She might not have been talking about her podcast. <laughs> and it wasn't just the tip of the mic either. <laughs> but, oh, anyways, I, I made sure I wiped that down before we started. Um, I'm, I'm going to play the game button. I don't know what this is going to do, but, you know, it's pretty cool. We're just using a single mic. Um, trying this out. I wonder if there's like a metric thing that they'll show, like, as uh, far as, like, how many people listen to a certain point. They just dropped <laughs> off. Yeah. It'll tell, like, devices. We're, we're going to need that, I think. I so. think it's going to say, like, the only the only devices people are listening to is going to be other. And when you, like, touch on the analytics for it, it's going to say Microsoft Zune. Okay. And, like, that. <laughs> and it's going to be, like, <laughs> four people. Still, does somebody still have a Microsoft Zune? <laughs> I mean, I besides know. Peter Quill? Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my God. That hurts my head. Literally. <laughs> that hurts all the chocolate and this hot chocolate. Oh, my God. Diabetes. Um, man, it's amazing. We've been rambling for like eight and a half minutes. Holy shit. Well, that's that's crazy. So, uh, but no, yeah. If you're yeah. still listening, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the patience of a saint because we have not even gotten to the fucking point yet. So, we're... Um, just gonna riff. We're gonna have fun. That's what this is all about. We're uh, there might be random people that pop in and start talking. Who knows? I've Hopefully gotta, they won't call us by name because if they do, well, there's, there's plenty of room in the basement. Yeah. So, um, I mean, not that that I hide things in my basement, but um, anyway. So, um, I mean, I guess like we have this cool like dry erase board with really bad handwriting that those of you at home can't see because we don't want to. Put our true identities out there. We're kind of like superheroes, kind of. <laughs> if you say so. Uh, you know, we don't want people to know our, our, our true, identities. true identities. So we've um, we've hid them from from all of you. But I'm on my YouTube channel. And nobody knows who I am. I take okay. it off and people are like, oh, you're super whatever. He's still the same douchebag. Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we kind of wrote this lovely... Grease board up with you know different things. But no, we, dude, that's like that's scribbled like a fucking. Oh god, there. dude! I, 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 do we, do we? How dark do we want to take this? We didn't decide that. Oh shit, we could take. I that. mean, I really like Back to the Future, but if it was to be written by Back to the Future star Michael J. Fox, now that's about. <laughs> No, I'm not gonna go. Down oh. I'm not gonna go down the oh road too God. soon. Are you, talking, are you talking about the shakiness of the writing? No, 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 no. Okay, no. so you weren't so you weren't talking about no, his... no. I've just heard he has bad handwriting. Oh, I was so. just saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping you're not talking about his Parkinson's disease. No, I was gonna no, have to... no. That's a rule. That's that's. I really I was, love those movies. I was gonna have to break this glass. Over and that. I mean, I mean, he was Alex P. Keaton. I mean, do we do we decide are we gonna talk about eighty sitcoms on this? We could do that. I mean, I mean we, we're, we're both older gentlemen, yeah. so I mean, we watched a few of those. And besides, everybody's getting into the whole eighties. Oh, cult. I mean, because I mean, think about it. I mean, Stranger Things, uh, the Goldbergs, things like that. Oh, Arkin, the Goldbergs. That's going so back to the eighties, everybody loves eighties. I mean, Ready, uh, Ready Player One. Oh yeah, dude, I mean, loved it. People love eighties culture. I don't know if any of the people that we knew that you know lived in the eighties still <laughs> are as big fans of the culture as are they still we now. So, uh, you know, I, I actually was talking about uh, 80s hair metal bands the other day, how I can stand listening to them now, but I absolutely hated them growing up, because I was more like, 
like hardcore rap, you know, like when all that stuff was coming out, you know, and like Easy E and you know different things. And now I'm like, oh, I can actually handle some Motley Crue or Poison. I, mean, I gotta, I gotta take it in doses. I mean, like, oh yeah, know, let's say that uh, you know GNR or Motley Crue or like say Wasp or Poison or something oh, God, like Wasp. You know, I can. Or rat. I mean, I can I can take it in oh. small doses. But the thing is, I I went to a high school where that was pretty much all that like that. Oh yeah. You know, like uh, everybody was listening to because that was what was popular on the radio at that point. And right. I was, I was listening to like uh, things like Gary Newman and Two Boy Army. I was listening to Bauhaus. I was listening to Susie and the Banshees, <laughs> Black Flag, uh, the Dead Kennedys. Uh, you know, I hung out with skater people and got called faggot on a regular basis. And I'm not talking about a pack of cigarettes, folks. I'm talking about they're called us faggots because we... Oh, yeah, you know, the we, we long this, hair. We were skateboard and... punks. You know, we had it shaved on the sides. It was mm-hmm. all flippy and hanging over on top. So, you know. Uh, the misrepresentation. Yes. Exactly. You know, I mean, granted... Small uh, town America. Yeah, it's like, granted, when they, would, when they would come up pulling up and call us faggots, of course, they would be in, like, their big... You know, jacked up picket trucks in their uh, their muscle cars, or the car that Daddy bought them, and it was always it was always some like souped up suit uh, like sports car, okay? And it's like, okay, I am the faggot. You're the guy with the small dick yeah, that has like, to have this ridiculous, you know, this extension of your penis. <laughs> yeah, all I'm doing is cutting my hair differently, listening to different music, hanging out with people at skateboard. We like to read. We liked <laughs> we actually liked art. <laughs> you know, we, we were cultured people, but we were faggots because we liked it. Yeah. yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's again small town America. Yeah. But so I mean if anybody were to ever listen to a little thing that uh it was a live recording that Jello B. Offer did on uh one of his albums. I think it was uh I think it was was it Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables? Uh, but it was something called Night of the Living Rednecks. And it's basically no. kind of, it's basically what we went through was the fact that, uh, you know, you had people in their big Tonka, tu- you know, big Tonka toy type trucks, you know, with the big tires, yeah. you know, or they, uh, they come running by, they go rolling through and they're like, hey, faggot. And of course, if I would yell anything at them, they come right back around. And of course, I was bigger than my friends. So I was always like, well. <laughs> the enforcer, as I call you. <laughs> By proxy. I mean, it wasn't, what I, it wasn't what I wanted to be. But, you know, when they're stick thin, you know, and they could be taller kids, but normally they were stick thin. And it was like, well, they're going to shatter you if they get right to you. So I could <laughs> hopefully block them and maybe make them waste a little bit of their energy on dealing with me. So, you know, you don't get broken in half like a twig. Right, right. Uh, you know. But that's beside the point. I was just, like, really gone off the edge. <laughs> to get uh, you back on the rails here. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, back to 80s culture and everything. I mean, uh, it's, it's come back around, and it's come back around in a big way. Right. And it's, and it's I mean, even, like, what uh, what's that? What's that dirty millennial store? Uh, Urban Outfitters trying to bring back VHS players. <laughs> that oh one they didn't make. No, they, they did help bring back vinyl. Like, they were kind of a big like pushing point for that which is shocking for a retailer that caters well but to, if they want to bring back vinyl yeah. from the 80s they need to bring back those k-tell <laughs> albums oh, you know wow. i mean the ones that they were always advertising on tv it's like oh good collection of the best 80s hits and it's like from oh, k-tell i mean just think about it i mean i'm surprised that the 80s resurgence has not oh yeah probably. brought k-tell probably some weird loss in, like licensing you know problem with it that they can't get them back so um yeah, I, I just it, the VHS thing kind of blew my mind. I'm like, 
still have VHS in my house. I still have a VCR. Don't I think I, I bought I, it in 96. I just really <laughs> don't understand people's fascination with VHS still. At the time, it was necessary because it was the only, well, aside from Betamax, which was actually a superior format. It was. But, of course, you know, it was... In the 80s, it was all about uh, bigger is better. And, of course, it was a bigger tape, so people thought, oh, it's better. It's got to be better. Yeah. No, the quality on the Betamax was much better. Yeah. But bigger is better became the thing because you think about it, big tapes, great big portable portable radios, you know, like like uh, ghetto blasters people yeah. carry around. But, you know, then, of course, we liked our little Walkmans and our little portable TVs that were tiny. It's oh, like, God, I forgot about those. So, you know. Never had one. What, the little portable, the little portable TVs? TVs? Just because they were battery hogs. Like, that's yeah, yeah, how you never It's like you get, like, uh, you get an hour into a, <laughs> like, anything, and it's just like, like oh, like, the what, battery is Six uh, D batteries yeah. or something, or eight. It was like, good God. You spent, like, as much in batteries in a year as you did to buy the thing. Yeah, no So, but yeah, so uh, good. I, yeah, I totally forgot about that. We were, you know, writing show notes and. What are we going to do now that you know we've taken forever to do the podcast yeah, and <laughs> figuring it out? We even went through the um, the uh, the episode names and and kind of switched them around a little bit and felt that this one was uh, more uh, more suiting to what we're trying to do and trying to get going. We we want to stir some conversation. We want to kind of kick some people in the shorts and and those things, but you know, in a fun way. Like you know, there's too many people like social media. We're both on there all the time. You're obviously if you're listening to us, you're on social media, so. But people take their opinions way too serious. I mean, we're in a we're in an age here where people feel entitled. Hey, wait a minute. Okay. You ruined my Star Wars childhood. <laughs> I didn't ruin it. You fucking ruined it. It's ruined. No, you. you that, that's that's one of the things we're going to talk about is the fact that you got. <laughs> that's why I interjected. That's, that's that's one of the things that's uh, it's going to get focused on here is the fact that people want to look back at properties that get remade or rebooted or whatever. And they're like, oh, they raped my childhood. It's like, well, no. If you're hurt by a remake or a reboot, you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. I, I mean, there to... are some that suck. Well, yeah, but the thing is, you don't have to watch it. No. Well, but you want to watch it. You want to watch it so you can shit on it. Because that's, I mean, that's, well, yeah, that's, what, yeah. that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. They don't want to watch it and enjoy it. What were we, talk- we were talking about Fright Night. That was yeah. the one when Friday, I was driving that one night. Yeah, we Friday was, uh, Friday, it was... A specific one that I can tell you right now was not a well. It was garbage. Made, yeah, just, I couldn't finish it. I think I started. I think I fell asleep on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, you didn't have you didn't have bad actors or actresses in it. I mean, and right. of course, I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for this one, and probably maybe from the guy himself. But I'm sorry, Evil Ed. Stephen Jeffries as Evil Ed in the original 80s version, yeah. directed by Tom Holland, is the one and only Evil Ed. Okay? Mm-hmm. You can't bring in Christopher Mintz, McLovin Plass, and uh. say, Oh, McLovin, I'm going to be Evil Ed all of a sudden. No, you can't do that. It just... Yeah, it doesn't I mean, work. If you have to do... If you have to do something to freshen up the movie, maybe create a different character. They, yeah. They've done it before in remakes and reboots. They've they've changed some of the characters around. Yeah, or they they change the the plot, or like I said, or key characters or pivotal characters. Exactly. They kind of change it and and do things. And I mean, and even though it wasn't an '80s remake, but if you look at like the Watchmen, they changed the ending to the movie from yeah. the graphic novel and and different things. And sometimes it works. Like that didn't make me that angry. I didn't grow. But up I think my it was actually that, uh, so. the Watchmen ending though was actually a lot more 
uh, it was a lot more relevant at the time we were in because basically what was right. going to happen, they were, they were trying, he was, Vite was trying to cause all-out nuclear war. Right. And that was the thing that we were horribly afraid of. It, it was it was from when the Cold War started. Yeah. Uh, back I mean, in the late 50s and 60s. Sense, so. Uh, all the way up until the 80s and until the wall came down. And even probably a little bit after that because we were like, well, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, the wall came down. Germany is no longer an occupied territory by uh, Russia anymore. And granted, or I should say maybe, uh, you know, West Germany. Right, right. But but the thing is, it's like that was something that really, really for decades was weighing heavily on people in the United States. Was the fact that, you know, all all it would take was one push of the button and their birds would fly. Ours would fly, they'd pass each other in the air, and then basically civilization as we knew it would cease to exist. Yep. Well, I mean, fish. Yeah. Yeah. 16 nippled women. Wow, they got there real quick. Yeah. Even, oh, even, oh, with, even with your talking three eyed fish and 16 nippled women, I mean, <laughs> it still couldn't lighten the mood of, you know, uh, of like, in those spies like us, your kids like orange afros. <laughs> oh, thank you for that one, Dan Aykroyd. Oh my God, spies like us. God, that, I gotta make start making lists. There's some of them that I'm like, I'll go through like, oh, like show the kids trailers for a plane, uh, airplane, and airplane two the yeah. other night, and they're like, because you know the '80s movie trailers. Half the time you watch them, you watch the whole movie. The trailers are so long. Sitting on iTunes watching it, and they're like, "That's a real movie? Like, what's the like?" Have to explain to them it's like a parody or like a spoof and. You know, like, you know, of course, the older children were kind of laughing at it, so it was kind of funny, but, yeah, they, they totally didn't get it, you know. <laughs> I was waiting for the one, you know, the, you know, what's the password, you know. I think, it, is that from Airplane? Is that, I, I always forget which one it's from. They're like, what's the password? And he's like, one, <laughs> Oh, that's from Spaceball. Oh, it is it's Spaceball, like, it's, yeah, it's see. The, what's the password to the gate? Yeah, yeah. Or the or the code to the gate, yeah. I was like... It's like that's stupid. That's just like the password for my luggage. <laughs> um. So yeah, and, and um. What was it? Getting text messages, you know. <laughs> but um. So it's just different things. I think it's there's a lot of um, that that's going on the remakes and the reboots. Well, and, even uh, and even like specifically Star Wars. I mean, you talk about something that. That actually started with no backstory, right? Okay, there was there was no source material for that, but you still have people that will bitch and complain about the direction it's gone in. It's like, well, there was no original. If you like will, you said earlier, Bible, no, no Bible. We were doing our yeah. test. You know, for those of you who weren't listening to us because we were testing the the mic, there there wasn't. You're right, and you know, yeah, I. I I don't want to go too far into both of our involvements with yeah. Star Wars because we've both done some pretty cool things with the property. So, um, but yeah, there there is no hard Bible because Lucas didn't write all the canon. Well, I mean, what was canon since well, and he did have all. an idea of what that first trilogy could be if, in fact, the first movie did well. But the thing is, like, like you said, it was a flash in the pan. It was one of those things where he's like, okay, if it works, it does, and maybe we go forward. If it doesn't, hey. It was a nice ride, and at least I still got the, I still got the uh, merchandising rights. <laughs> That's the best thing he did. Was yeah. a merch- I mean, that, and you made that, that point, genius. and I always make that too. It's amazing. I mean, what did a New Hope come out forty two years ago? Yeah, we're going on forty three years. I mean, forty two and a half years, 
many people didn't realize that, like, that Kenner got made and was highly successful because of Star Wars. But Star Wars was allowed to kind of continue to go as well because of the merchandising rights. And because of what George Lucas did, that's how he made all his money was merchandising rights. Yeah. And, and lo and behold, who does a great job of paradising, if that's a word, merchandising rights? Kevin Smith, he's always poking fun. Like, in if you think about some of the movies, yeah. all the like little, you know, merchandising rights and like all that stuff, and then obviously the the, the Mel Brooks part was well, yeah, balls, and so. where he's like uh, going through all the different products, you know, um, you know, Spaceballs, the flamethrower. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I would have loved to have had Spaceballs, the flamethrower, but uh, you know. Parents were a little bit iffy about me holding an incendiary device of any kind. I think I'd already proved that I was not to be trusted with just matchbooks. I mean, I think we've all been there. You know, little pyromaniac phases. I mean, I'm sure even you had your moments of pyromania. And I'm not talking about the Def Leppard album. Oh, oh I, I grew up in the country. So we... Back to the we, 80s I go. We would, we would take um, just gunpowder. like Just gunpowder. And, and make whatever you could make. And light it on fire. And gasoline. And all kinds of stuff. Oh, crap. I'm spilling beer everywhere. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Party foul. And, uh, yeah, just, just gunpowder. I mean, just those words don't seem to go together... Just, oh, yeah, it was just gunpowder. I mean, this is not a professional podcast. I'm cleaning up beer off the floor, so. <laughs> oh. But, uh, oh, where was I? Oh, my God. I, I don't remember. I'm, I'm watching you clean up beer off the floor. I'm forgetting where the fuck I was. Oh, yeah. We're talking about the merchandising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and of course... You know, even nowadays, I mean, you've got so many different lines of figures. So, you know, it's obvious that uh, merchandising was one of the biggest things that could have even happened for the movie. If you look like uh, in the 80s for toys just in general, you know, you had G.I. Joe, you had Thundercats, you had He-Man. He-Man, the cartoon was created to sell, uh, to actually sell the figures. Exactly. Because the figures already existed. All, they needed something that basically was like a half-hour commercial. Mm. That's all it was. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking right now, I'm just astounded by, you know, how many different toy lines there were in the 80s. All of them linking back to a cartoon of some sort or a movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, and... Now, you know, I, I get nostalgic. I, I, you know, growing up, I didn't go to the movies a lot. Um, oh, going to the movies was a big thing. It was a family thing. Yeah, it was a family thing typically. Um, and I didn't get to go a lot. Like My parents didn't have a lot growing up. So, you know, if I went to the movies, it was a treat. Always got concessions because mm-hmm. that was the only thing too. They always made sure we got popcorn and all that stuff. Well, the and, thing is this was in the days where there might be separate theaters around town. And right. we all had maybe like... Two, maybe three screens. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had one that had three screens, I mean, you had like a you had a big theater. But you know, it was all about Friday or Saturday night. You took the kids, or even maybe going to the drive-in. You were lucky yeah. if you were yeah, the drive-in because too. You might have like a double feature. You might have yep. more movies showing. But uh, there's a lot of things that in the '80s were 
you know, more of a treat, whereas today it's just kind of a commonplace thing. I mean, if you think about when we were kids, fast food, you know, going, getting pizza, getting fast food, stuff like that. It was a treat. It wasn't a oh, everyday yeah. thing. Yeah, you didn't eat I mean, every day now, I mean, if you really wanted... I mean, we eat it every day now if you want. I, mean, I try not to. I, I mean, hell, you look at Super Size Me. You got that guy on the oh, It's a Big Mac every oh. day. Makes me want to barf. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I have not eaten McDonald's in two years. Oh, good for you. I just had it not too long ago, but I try to limit it when I do. So. Well, the only reason I had it was because of the fact that it was the only thing open on my way home late at night. Yeah. Incidentally, coming from here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, going, going back home uh, after a night of uh, either movie watching or... It was either a night of movie watching, football watching, or just randomly bullshitting about what we're talking about now. Yeah, and that's, and that, you know, and kind of what I was getting at a minute ago with the whole, you know, um, the ability to bring back, like, all the things in the He-Man movie. Like, um, that was, that's an awful movie. It was horrible. But they Super 7 just released, um, like, new action figures that they're actually making from the movie line. And they look spot on. Like, the dude looks just like Dolph Lundgren. And you know that people are going to buy those up. I know. And I was trying to buy them, but I, I don't. Remember, I didn't even look at the price. I want to say they're like forty or fifty a piece. And you know, there's going to be so, guys that from that were you know back then were our age. Yeah. You know, saw the movie. They were like, "Oh my god, this movie's a piece of crap." Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, did you see these figures? And it's like, yeah, but dude, you thought they was a piece of shit. And he's like, no, but look at how well they're sculpted. Yeah, and that's the look thing. Because like, they've, they've tried to make them before, like even the more modern ones, you know, not the ones that they released beforehand. And I mean, dude, they, they're amazing looking. So I was like, I really, really had to hold off. I, I kind of informed the wife that they could make nice Christmas or anniversary presents, but Christmas has passed and I hadn't seen those yet. Anniversaries yeah. in a few days, maybe, but I doubt it. So really, <laughs> you know, and because I've been suckered into buying Super 7's Thundercats line. I bought the the Mummer and Lino from those. It cost me like $110 for two figures after shipping. Jesus. And I had already bought the ones from Mattel that are very similar. Mm. They just added some parts, and but it's my childhood. Like Thundercats was like something growing up. That we would play on recess, you know, like so that's what we did back then. You know, we would we play Thundercats or Silverhawks or GI Joe, Transformers, whatever it was, and everyone got to be a different person and blah blah blah. And you know, it was nice to like reminisce, and it's kind of cool to see like some of those properties coming back in a good way. A lot of the rumors coming around. Um, another one, like I'm super excited for in 2020, is Bill and Ted. Yeah, face the music. You know, I, I, the Bill and Ted's a, a crucial movie for me in my life, just because of when I saw it was a kid. So, you know, it, it went with my my grandmother and my cousin. We went and saw it, and it's just always stuck around. It was all, it's such a quotable movie, you know. But it, it's you know got some you know be excellent to each other. Yeah, you know, like, party you know, on, dudes! Like, come on. I so. mean, it's got it's got somebody in it who obviously you can't replace, and hopefully they didn't try to. in George Carlin, you know, who has passed right, right, a few years back. And, uh, but, you know, when, when they bring these things forward and it's like they have original people actually in them, uh, not so much that they're remaking it, but they're just extending the life of a previous property. Right. And, and sometimes it's a cash grab. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. And I think Kevin Smith, and, and hey, trolls, by the way, here's a spoonful of, um, shit for you to eat um we're, we're big kevin smith fans so if you don't like that you can either continue to listen and send us hate mail to unlikely.bedfellows at gmail.com or you can just shut up and like it so yeah. um I, I don't know if i said that the first time or not but anyways you know 
Well, you've got to respect a man that who, for twenty five thousand, or or maybe a little bit more than that, for twenty five thousand dollars on a credit card, basically made a movie that, you know, he didn't he didn't even think it was gonna he didn't think it was gonna do anything. He, oh, he, it was he, like a student film almost. Yeah, he, talking he didn't about really clerks. Any, he didn't really have any faith in it himself, but he's like, you know what? Fortune favors the bold. I got to do this. And he did it, and you know. It, it just resonated with people because it was at a time, especially for me, because I was actually working in a convenience store right. when the movie came out. So did you see Clerks first or did you see Mallrats first? I, I saw Mallrats first. So, so Clerks see, first. Yeah, so, and that's where, you know, we hadn't met by that time because I don't think we met until about 2002. No, 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 no. It was, uh, oh, is it? It was before. We had, we had met before. It was before uh, the convention. Yeah. Because you were working first, at that one movie store. Yeah. You're working, you know, that place that's not even around anymore. Yeah. I think there's one well, left there's, in America. There's one left. In so, <laughs> and it's like an amusement park now. <laughs> but, um, but you know, I, and I, and so that's really funny because the first time I saw Mallrats was in college. Mm. I think it was, it came out in 95. I think it was that fall. I was hanging out with these random, no, not in a bad way, but these girls that like all hung out with us in, in college and in, in like the, ca- the cafeteria and stuff in the mess hall. We would all get together and some of them were hanging out with some other people in my dorm, like, have you not seen this movie? Like, you're totally, like, these people. It's like your sense of humor. I was like, nah. They brought over VHS, yes, VHS, of Mallrats, and I was in love. I was like, I got to see this dude's movies. And then, you know, before that, and, like, finding it, and, of course, that was in college. I couldn't find Clerks. It was mm. so hard back, then, you know, in the 90s to do that. And, of course, you know, the internet was the internet. That was a, you know, Netscape well, shit show. It was so. one of those things that you had to go to someplace like Suncoast and Special Order. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, God, I, I mean, Suncoast. I mean, you know, well, to kind of give you another idea as to why Kevin Smith movies were a little bit more difficult for us to find here is we're in Indiana. Yeah. Okay, we're, <laughs> we're not necessarily in a cultural deck, uh, black hole or anything like that. But the thing is, you had to seek culture out. And, of course, people are going to be like, wait a second, you're talking about... Kevin Smith and culture in the same sentence? Yes, I am, because if you were trying to find Clerks, it was an independent movie. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Miramax. Miramax was basically the indie film, mm-hmm. you know, and at the, at the time... The piano and the, the crying game? Yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> the only classy film. <laughs> and that's, just, that's just it. The, thing, the whole thing is that uh, independent, independent films and art films kind of went hand in hand. Yeah. So... You had to actually seek them out. You had to go special order them. You had to go to, like, the art house theaters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you had a place, like, uh, here in Indianapolis, it would be Landmark. Which one's Landmark? It's up at Keystone Crossing. Yeah, the one that's, like, over in that area. Yeah. Yeah, they... I, I forgot... Well, that's that's the one in the mall, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so then there's another one that's kind of in that same area. I can't remember where it's... It's off of 86th and blah, blah, blah. But I remember when I, I grew up in high school, we would have to come from the other side of town up to here to see Days to Confuse. It's mm-hmm. the only place within, like, I don't know how, I, I mean, I think it was the only place in Indiana possibly even showing it. And again, and, it was because it was, uh, it was Richard Linklater. It, yeah. it was one of the, it was kind of like, I guess what you call like the slacker crew of filmmakers at the right, time. Right, right. Because you had guys like Linklater and... Uh, uh, Tarantino and yep. Robert Rodriguez and you had Kevin oh, Smith. Robert Rodriguez. So you had these guys that were making these, you know, they were making these independent films rather avant-garde. Uh, some of them of, 
I guess you could say more mature nature. Not necessarily, and when I say mature, I'm not talking about, like, they weren't pornos. I'm talking about, you know, a lot of use of the word fuck. Yeah. Or basically, you know, uh, drug use, alcohol use, things that now people are trying to lobby so hard against being in films at all. Even right. though it does still happen, people still smoke, people still drink, still use drugs. But to have people yeah. like, oh, but can we just not put it in the movies and pretend like it doesn't exist? Well, no, we can't, because it does. Because it does. You I know. mean, we could just be making movies constantly about meth and heroin. I mean, yeah. we had Train Spotting, that was our heroin movie back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but, so. Uh, but I digress, let me get back on track here. Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah, basically, yeah. you had to kind of seek out anything that was independent or artistic in any fashion. So you had to special order it. You had to go to special theaters. Uh, and for me, like I said, Kevin Smith's Clerks was very, very close to my heart because I understood the, the point of view of this character, Dante. I was actually kind of a mixture of Dante and Randall. And, you know, I know there's yeah. a lot of people out there that say that, but I can see a lot of myself, you know, like, uh, like Randall's cynical and sarcastic wit mixed with, Dante's kind of wishy-washy, neurotic attitude. Yeah. And it, I came by it, honestly. You know, I'm not going to deny it. But the thing is, it's like I can see a lot of myself in those characters. I think there's a lot of people that can see themselves in those characters. Even though I was going to college at the time. But I still had to work to make the money to pay my t- own tuition. And, and you studied film. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of made sense for you as well. You know, because you were doing those kind of things. So, I mean, it, it kind of fit, fit into your... Air quote as they like to use that cheesy, what's the buzzword, wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got a wheelhouse. Wheels in my wheelhouse there. Uh, stick a spoke in your wheelhouse. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> No lube. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, you know, Kevin Smith started off, if you'll pardon the expression from a uh, the theme song of an 80s <laughs> sitcom oh, called no. uh, The Greatest American Hero. He, you know... <laughs> He made this. He made this movie on a wing and a prayer, and uh, I know there's people out there that think he just kind of failed upwards. But no, he didn't fail upwards. There, the, the studio saw something in what he had the offer, uh, and that's why he was allowed to continue to make movies. I mean, because his movies were low enough budget that he still made all the money plus back. Yeah. Okay. So like when he made Clerks. You know, twenty five thousand. He and that investment he made yielded Miramax a hell of a hell of a return. Yeah. And then there was Mallrats again, big not return. a huge budget. Got a big return based on what their budget was. Definitely. So. Yeah, it's it's just kind of fun to see that though, and to kind of see that Cavalier spirit. I mean, he's fifty, I think, or yeah, he's fifty. I think it's what it is or something like that. And, this, and to see somebody that's still kind of within our generational gap of, you know, Gen Xers, that's kind of where he falls to to be successful and to be doing what he's doing. And, and to still be the kind of person that looks back at that and says he's thankful for it. Not that he's yeah. like, well, he's earned he's earned everything he's gotten. Right. Okay. <clears throat> but then I can throw another director out there, and I know you and I have gone back and forth, and, and we... Yeah, you know, we are kind of putting the bait out there for the trolls as well, but I'm not a Ryan Johnson fan. So, well, have you seen Knives Out? I've not, and that's the only thing that's going to redeem him after episode eight. Not that I actually, I don't 
absolutely hate episode eight. Um, oh, Star but there, Wars, but there's, don't know people. there's plenty of people listening right now that are like, I fucking hated oh, it. Ryan really? Johnson's the devil. He shit on my childhood. No, 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 no. He didn't shit on your childhood. What he did was he made a, he made a film that was outside of your expectations. Okay? You didn't like it, but your poison and vitriol are what are causing your childhood to shrivel and die. It's it's not anybody but yourself. And some retrospect on that, though, I think the one thing that kind of makes me bitter with them, two things. First of all, I watched and read multiple interviews. Even this year, 2019, have read some stuff from him. He's just arrogant. Like, like, and it's not necessarily that, I, I mean, I didn't hate what he did with 8, but I didn't love what he did with 8. 8's kind of like episode 2 for me. I like it. But you're reading an interview, right? You're not actually seeing it on video. But I, and I've watched both. Okay. I, I've, I've seen video of them. And have and you seen, are, they, are they edited? <sighs> Everything's edited. You, and that's you can't tell it. what's real. Well, you can, you can no, there's you full can interviews. I mean, I've watched five, six-minute clips. I mean, if they, yeah. if they butchered that enough together, then, well, they fooled everyone. But I've, I've watched some pretty long Q&A sessions with him from some conventions and stuff online. And <clears throat> I just... I just really felt that he was too pompous, really, for the role. I mean, I don't know what... I mean, it's not even his story, and he was acting more like... Kind of almost like Lucas did there for a while, kind of right before the prequels really started gearing up, and he was kind of like, I don't give a shit. These are my movies. I'm making what I'm making. And that's kind of like Johnson's like cavalier attitude towards something that's not his own property. Like, dude, you have been blessed. You've been handed the, the camera of God to film something that is going to live in the the annals of history not annals of history but you know that's going to go around because as we all know i mean we just said it's almost been 43 years since star wars came out yeah almost we're, we're coming up on that so and and i think that's that's a big challenge though to, to really to take that back so i mean i think that's that's where i see some of the the fanboy hate and i, I mean you know if you came into my house and pulled down all the Marvel posters and looked behind them and saw the Star Wars posters and you peep into my closet and the 55-gallon tub I have with, uh, you know, other Star Wars stuff in it and and the thousands I've spent on Star Wars and the trips I've taken, you know, whatever it is. And even yourself, you've done stuff with Star Wars. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's like you just got to watch it. You know, you got to – you. You got to remember there are some people out there and, I, and it's taken me a while to chill out after Episode 8. I still like it. But then – Leading into nine before it really came out, or when the critics hit their reviews, the trolls really started getting the pitchforks and the the torches and all that stuff before they had even seen it. They're about to, yeah, they're about to. Storm. Episode nine was fantastic. They're about to storm Castle Frankenstein. And be like, <laughs> yeah. What you've done to our trilogy, <laughs> you know? And and uh, and I, I'm still, I still, you know, I was talking to another buddy, and you know, we're we're you know friends. We've been friends for I couldn't even tell you how long early 90s and we were talking about and what he had heard about episode nine before i had seen it um because he won't go see it at the theater i even offered for the three of us actually you and i and him to go downtown to see it and he backed out but anyways we um was looking at it and it, it turned into a where people were saying like the three movies and this the seven eight and nine are not like a trilogy like they're like story arcs and kind of like their own separate entities. But after seeing episode nine yesterday, you know, it took the whole family to see it. And from our youngest who had never seen a full Star Wars movie 
to my oldest that's seen every one of them. And then my wife, who hasn't seen seven and eight, like, they all enjoyed it. So there there was that randomization of, of viewing potential in there, and people liked it. So I, I think that was a good thing. So I think it's just kind of weird. It's like how do, like, someone like me as a fan, like, how do you kick out that kind of bitterness towards him? But I'm, I'm still, I don't have the pitchfork. I don't have the torch for Johnson. I just... I don't want to. I don't want to welcome him back into the Star Wars universe. Well, but, and I don't think you have to worry about that. Well, there's been some episodes for Mandalorian mm-hmm. being spoken about in season two. Uh, well, the, the thing is, so, even season two has not come about yet. It's you know, they haven't made an episode yet that I right, know of. Right. So I mean, there's still a lot to work out there, and and the thing is, the episodes will come out till next fall, anyways. Right. Hold so. up a second. Keep talking. Keep chatting. I gotta grab something. So, but uh, I think that people need to give Ryan Johnson a break. I mean, when they handed the keys to the car like that, uh, especially with a property that big, I think that you do tend to get a little pompous. Uh, you may get a little bit big in the head and think, okay, well, they obviously trust me enough. Uh, with their lauded saga that started, like we said, geez, like back in 1977. Uh, they don't just hand the keys to the car to anybody like that. I mean, uh, back in the 80s, it went from Lucas to Irvin Kirshner to Lawrence Kasdan. And... They could have said, okay, well, we want George Lucas to go ahead and do each of these. But even Lucas, I think, realized that he needed to give up some creative control. So, maybe they would have been better off leaving J.J. Abrams in control of all three movies in the trilogy? Yeah, we're recording. Uh, I know there's some people that think that even J.J. Abrams screwed up the trilogy. But, uh... You know, with his first and third installments, but I can say they can kiss my ass. That's right, kiss it. All right, I'm back. But Ryan Johnson, I think that he did an admirable job. I mean, Johnson directed it. Was he the only writer on? uh, I I, I'd had to look. I don't think. No, I think most of them have had a multitude of writers and and everything there. So it's so so the, the problems with the story are not just his fault. True, but we of course when you take the director's it, chair. They had to approve and, it. They had to approve the script. True. Oh, okay. man, you're really going to get me riled up as I step away and come back. Hey, Ooh, you, you set left, me you up. You asked me to keep going, so I have to, you know, I have to get you oh, back Oh, man, up. that's the last time okay. I take a break in a no, podcast. No, 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 but, the, but the thing is, it's like, they, as I was saying uh, while you were gone, I said they trusted him with the keys to the car. And, of course, you know, when they do that... Yeah. You kind of get a big head about yourself. Like, well, uh, they trust me with this uh, saga that's going going on for forty plus years. But and and I'm I'm gonna politely interrupt. I guess my biggest thing is somebody else. I don't know if it was you and I were speaking or somebody else. I don't know. It's been a month of hell. Like it's just been a busy month. So, but it, it's kind of like our our podcast. Shittily Michael yeah. J. Fox handwriting. Oh shit! I wasn't gonna talk about that. Um, <laughs> grease board. But when you keep going into grease board, it's a dry erase. Dry erase, grease, yeah. whatever. Um, but you know, when when you're looking at it like that aspect, it's you still had an arc that you're trying to do. You still had three episodes they had to do, mm-hmm. and I think what he unfortunately did 
it was almost like episode eight was like episode seven and a half or it's like episode seven, episode nine, and episode eight was like its own little thing. Well, go ahead so. and explain why. Why? Go ahead and give me a reason why. Well, you you have a lot of, I don't want to say openness, but you, you get the weird Canto Blight. I guess my biggest thing, my biggest problem I didn't like with episode eight. If you're going to talk about the separation of the characters, remember they did that in fucking... Nah, nah, nah. nah they and, did that in Impression No, and I, and I agree with that. So, um, and, and I will just tell you this, the wife specifically said... That she thinks, even though she hasn't seen seven and eight, that episode nine is the best because it had Ewoks in it. And <laughs> <laughs> because, and I, and I, and funnily, shockingly, I kind of agreed and I said that's a great point because Return of the Jedi is my favorite. I left yesterday and said that that was my favorite of that trilogy as well. So, but just a lot of like this whole anybody can be a Jedi bullshit with a little kid at the end of episode eight where he grabs the broom and blah, blah, blah. That didn't go any further because they were almost making it going to be like they were going to find more Jedi while they're out there. But that doesn't come back in episode nine because it was just thrown in. And like, and not that I want to take away from the girl power because I don't want people to think I'm a misogynist pig because I do live with nothing but females and have nothing but respect for my female children and my wife. So, yes, yeah, it's uh, I keep Costco in business, um, but you know, toilet paper abundant and um. But, you know, it, it's trying to figure out that, like, we don't have to always have social justice warrior mentality in our movies. And I think that was my biggest thing with 8 because of the, the, the strong female characters, which needed to be. But you already had Ray. Yeah. We didn't need to have 47 more. You know, they were trying to do Billy Lord and Hodor or whatever the hell her name was, which that character had. I guess there's a lot less plot development. But now after you see episode nine, and yeah, there's spoilers, people. If you don't want to hear them, we probably should have told you at the beginning of the, uh, the podcast. But when you, you find out now? when you find out nine that Snoke was a clone, like that made perfect sense. So what you and I were talking about before I got to see the movie and actually it was before you got to see the movie was the whole, like, how I, I was pissed off, you know, that night telling you I was mad about how Snoke was never explained, and that's kind mm. of a plot hole. and But now it makes sense. But it's like I told you then, so. it's like something that isn't talked about or isn't expanded on is not necessarily a plot hole. It's just not Or explained. bad pot, de- or bad pot. <laughs> plot development, no, yeah. we're not smoking weed. And then they uh, even brought up the whole fact that some things, I mean, I went, I went back to uh, Hitchcock and I went back to Tarantino, if you think about it. With yeah. like it like in the specific one I brought up from Tarantino was in Pulp Fiction you had the briefcase. Yeah, you every made a good time point. they opened it, you had that golden glow that came out of it. Yeah. And nobody knew what was in there. You were left to your own devices to figure out and what, what was is in it? there. Nobody knows. I mean, it's kinda like I don't think even Tarantino's even said him. I is Bruce know. Wayne alive or is he dead when Alfred sees him at the end of Batman? Where the hell did that go from? I'm, but that's just are the other thing. About, are you talking about the, uh, the, 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 the Nolan? Yeah, the Nolan. You know, I mean, it's just that's another like another, you know, what what really happens at the end of that movie. Same thing with, I mean, the the case. I mean, it's all kind of its own little similar thing. So, it's, and, and it's, by the it's way, the whole people thing about the MacGuffin. It's it's something. Yeah, it it leads you in a different direction. It, it kind of it kind of it's like a bait and switch. It's like focus on this, and yeah, maybe we pull the rug out from under you. But are you any worse for it, really? 
Right, no. right, right. I, I mean, I don't think a plot hole is the right word. I think I don't know if we talked about that night. But that's what that's what. But it was more plot development. Oh yeah, the trolls right They're now. They're gonna are say plot, this hole, up, plot so. hole, plot hole, plot hole. They didn't explain this. They didn't explain this. They didn't explain this. It's all plot holes. No, just because it's not been explained does not mean it's a plot hole. It just means that it hasn't been. Expanded on. Yeah, expand on, yeah, right. And I, and I think that's what's kind of funny about talking about it. It's like, and, and I guess the way I, my, my mental state going in episode nine was, okay, the critics are on the fence. It's a half hate it, half love it. But then when I started seeing the people I know that are diehards that saw it even before you, I mean, saw it, oh, excuse me, opening night. And I was getting, I mean, I had people saying they loved it. It was great. I cried, which, I mean, we all knew grown men were going to be in there crying because of all the Leia scenes yeah. and all that stuff and and the and the closure and all that. So I, I guess we're uh, we might have a special guest uh, <laughs> on the podcast. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, always amazing when you have four toilets in your house and your children and have, to, the one have to find the, the one nearest the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting the wife to get me a uh, on the air sign to put at the the top of the basement stairs to tell the kids not to come in here, but she shut the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just shut the door, so we won't hear her flush. So we we have another uh, a special guest on, um, kind of last minute jump in. He probably won't say anything. He, he's, well, he just digs. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if, if you don't, we'll we'll scoot the mic a little bit closer to him. We're we're using one microphone, oh, wow. and. Um, that was Spanish for... Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I believe so. <laughs> I studied so, German in high school, so... Um, but, you know, so we got that going on. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think that's just kind of, you know, a, a brief overview, different things, different movies. Uh, episode 9, if you haven't seen it, sorry we spoiled a little bit for you. Um, Palpatine's really Jar Jar uh, with a really damn good prosthetic artist that helps him out, so... Um, I don't, his speech therapist is amazing all those years. You, it's amazing. Like, I really want to know when Jar Jar's speech impediment was taken care of. Was it between a new hope and, or was that in this behind the scenes and that was just a fake Gungan accent? I don't know. I wasn't really thinking about that. I was thinking about the fact that Lando drank too much Colt 45 and got pulled over by the, <laughs> by the, uh, <laughs> the rebellion police. And they took, they, I mean, they, they fucking towed away the Millennium Falcon. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's standing there hitching for a ride. I mean, he got all drunk up on uh, Colt 45. <laughs> and he got like a keg, they were doing like keg stands or something back by the Dedrick table. And <laughs> there were like, you know, shots and like all kinds of stuff and, and Hooters girls. It was really weird. Like all the mark, the, 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 the product placement, yeah, yeah was like, just whack. I'm surprised they didn't do. I'm surprised they didn't do a better marketing job with the Colt 45. I mean, it just all of a sudden appears. Yeah. You know, there's 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 cans just rolling back and forth on the floor. The the Millennium Falcon and you know Lando's just singing "Life Could Be a Dream." You know, <laughs> while he's while he's swaying the Millennium Falcon back and forth, and Drew's like, "Oh," you know. But and speaking of Lando, though, sorry about the spoilers. And, and Colt forty five, uh, he really needs to lay off him. He, he, but he's an older dude, and, yeah. And now he's ju- he's. Well, I think that's fluid. why they didn't take him off to. I think that's why they didn't take him off to jail. They just let him get arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they Ubered him home. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's kind of funny because Lando's like gender fluid now. Is he? Like Billy D. Williams came out as gender fluid. I think is what it was. Oh no shit. Um, I didn't hear that. Yeah, it was like right before the movie came out, and, and I don't know if it was a marketing ploy just to feed the trolls some more or like no Lando's too suave to be gender fluid yeah. he's all about the bitch. he's a cis male <laughs> you know 
He identifies as Wiener. I think that's what I'm going to start calling it. Wiener and Taco. That's, I identify as Wiener. That's how I'm going to... Wow. I'm going to see if the wife identifies as Taco. We'll see. <laughs> oh, my God. Wiener and Taco. Jesus. That's pretty bad. I'm not even a full beer in and just a little bit of that diabetes hot chocolate that I had. Oh, my God. I think it gave me a headache. Um, so, yeah. Um, so all of you, all you two listeners that are out there, maybe, like, you know, they're still listening. Well, point. I guess it's really only one because our special guest is one of the listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, as you can tell, we're not even really listening. We're just talking over each other. Yeah, yeah. We don't care. <laughs> I'm just glad we're not wearing yeah. headphones. Yeah. See, when I, when I studied communications, right. I learned about this thing called the sender-receiver model. We're we're actually practicing this thing called the sender sender model, where one person sends a message, and the other person just says, Fuck <laughs> "We you. just start talking." I'm sending another one, <laughs> like right now, like just shut up, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dummy. But um, yeah, we uh, uh, it's like playing the telephone game, you know, where you take the tin can and and the string. Ours doesn't have string, and the cans have tetanus. So <laughs> and we just yell at them. <laughs> can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I can do my best, Kylo Ren. That was me talking to a beer glass. Um, no, and not like the it's one. Like morning beer glass, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and not like the one we were telling you about the other podcast where I think I think we recorded it like an hour, hour and a half. I don't know how I was even barely, barely coherently speaking during that one because I was blasted. No, you were just sacked out on the couch, one leg hanging out. Oh, yeah. The, one, like, I do remember passing out. One leg. How long were you there after I passed out? Uh... Tell you the truth, I can't remember. It was kind of awkward just sitting there. You were laying there. <laughs> I was eyes, so tired. I was close thinking, like, do I leave right now and leave him <laughs> in this state? Or do I wait until he actually kind of comes around? That would have been the first time I've randomly woken up from being drunk. I used to I used to play a lot of Xbox, and everyone would go to bed. And, you know, you those days where you wake up and your thumb's, like, jammed up on the walking, the left stick, and your character's just walking into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> and you wake up, and you're like, well, I'm still alive somehow. I don't, I don't know how, but... Yeah, it was just ridiculous. So I've had way too many of those nights. I just, I just, I didn't think it would be proper for me. To, I mean, like I said, you had, you had one leg like hooked over the back of the couch. One with your, <laughs> I was your out. foot. You had the other. Your left leg was actually with your foot planted on the floor. Your arm was over the over the arm of the chair or the, the, over the sofa, and your head was like tucked between the. Pillows. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know how I didn't suffocate. I mean, you looked like a, you know. You look like one of those like crime photos from like the forties and the fifties, like, one of those Ouija photos. You're all kind of akimbo, like I'm dead. You know, you look like a corpse like a snuff film or something. <laughs> and when I say Ouija, I don't mean like the board because that's Ouija. Get it straight, assholes. Yeah, I don't understand that. It's not a Ouija board. It's Ouija. I just call it wedgie. That way, I mess with people. Y'all got any wedgie boards? Yeah, come here. Yeah, that's Give you a Melvin. And that's, <laughs> that's how you bait me. It's like, oh, I got a Ouija board. You know how I feel about that. Blowing on your phone for you, creeper. It's got dust on it from your basement. What all the pee-pee smell. Yeah, right. Damn cats. I mean, I love cats, but seriously, use the fucking box. <laughs> use your litter box, you heathen. So we're coming up on a break. Um, so if you get a weird splice, it's because we had to stop um, and started the recording with additional tracks. So Yeah, this is where we actually maybe recollect ourselves and try to remember what we were trying to say <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> Uh, or maybe not. Maybe we'll just keep on riffing and maybe throw some more bait out there for the trolls because, you know, we'd, we'd really love to get your reactions and then just completely ignore them. How often should you feed the trolls? Oh, daily. 
Daily? Well, I mean, if you're talking about podcast-wise. Oh, well, podcast-wise, that's I mean, going to be a weird I mean, schedule. you know, but... like, if you're, like, if you're talking, like, Twitter-wise or Facebook-wise or Instagram-wise, I mean, you can just throw something I gave up on day. Twitter. Twitter's a dumpster fire in general, it's, so I gave up on trying to feed them. It's noise. Oh, I don't even... That's kind of racist. Okay, we're not going to go down that road, so... Okay, break time. <laughs> All right, we're back. Little break. You probably didn't notice it. It's all edited together anyway, so did we really take a break, or did we just turn the mic down and talk crap about you trolls? Or maybe oh, wait, just, no, we don't need to do that. Or maybe so. we just shouted at each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know. I, so I can't them. believe you brought up episode eight. <laughs> episode eight? Oh, my God, dude. It's like, I can't believe you still like it, you cock knocker. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess like some other things, I mean, we're going to cover a lot during the course of this podcast. I mean, there's gaming... You know, a little cosplay here and there, some tech stuff. You know, we got all that going on. But, like, just getting back to, I guess, we'll stick with movies. I mean, we've been talking about that for a while. Uh, 2019 had a ton of movies. And I know you definitely got to see more than I did. Yeah. I've been trying to catch up as the year is winding down and a lot more movies are coming out, um, you know, to own and stuff. But, uh, I mean, uh, unfortunately, our, our special guest <laughs> that... You know, snuck in on us. I don't think he hasn't taken the time to see Joker, but spoiler alert. Uh, um, you know, I think I think really top of mind between between Joker and Game. Yeah, Trolls suck it. End Game was great. I loved it. Um, what a great way to end all those phases of the first section of Marvel's takeover of comic book movies. Yeah, it was just a, it was a great send off to that decade of uh, the Marvel yeah. universe. Yeah, and. and just, just great, right? Oh, it's nothing like the comic book and the science station. I'm sure. But you notice they don't defend story it. arc. But you notice they don't defend that as vehemently as they defend the the fucking Star Wars movie. Oh, it's yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I don't. It, I think they finally. I guess. And maybe, this is stuff with source material. And it's like, well, how come they change this and how come they change that? It's like, but they're not. Like I said, they're not as vocal about that as they are about changing something that from which. It came from nothing. It came from just Lucas. And it's funny though because comic the comics have been around way longer than than Star Wars. And there've been so many changes in the comics. It's like oh my god. It's like like even Nick Fury. Nick Fury was a white dude with a full head of hair. Yeah, the the gray you yeah, know streaks. Yeah, the beard and... stubble and the eye patch. And then it became a black dude, no hair. Yeah, trench coat with the eye patch. Yeah, with the eye patch. You know. You know. Um, and, and, and I, I honestly, me, I always thought, you know, the the prior, the original Nick Fury was kind of campy and kind of yeah. cheesy in, in a he sense. He was a very, very basic kind of character. I mean, the only thing about him was the fact that he was called Nick Fury of S.H.I.E.L.D. He had yeah. the eye patch, you know. And I don't remember a lot of those comics. Bitch. Yeah, yeah. He's white. <laughs> you know? And, and I, don't, I don't remember too much uh, of the earlier days. Well, with the Aryan listeners. <laughs> uh, but, wow. Sorry, I went we there. We just went off the deep end. Sorry, I went there. Um, but, you know, I think the, the big thing, like, is Samuel Jackson brought what had already been done in the Ultimate Universe with that, that form of Nick Fury. Yeah. I think he kind of... Took it on his own without saying motherfucker all the time. Yeah. But, you know. Which, I mean, he almost squeezed one out yeah. during the snap. But. Yeah. And, and, but, you know, I think it was um, well received. And I, I think he did a, a great job with that. So, but, you know, just in general, though, I mean, I, I think Endgame was a great send off. I think, I don't know, I saw it three times in the opening weekend. Um, you know, it was just an onslaught of just seeing that movie. Um, didn't care how long it was. It didn't feel like a three-hour movie no, at all. 
Um, I thought the second or third time, I won't cry. Cry just as hard as I heard each time, man. The second time was kind of more enjoyable, though, because we knew when we were going to cry. And then watching a grown man that was sitting beside us just like. Oh, he was out. And like at the end of it. Well, but at the end of it, we were like, you know, like. Hey man, nice talking to you. Like he didn't say a word. Didn't blink. Didn't look our way. No, he, didn't he like flip us off. He just no. like he looked like his mother just got yeah murdered. Just got murdered in front yeah. of him. And he like, before the movie he was talking. He was a nice guy. Yeah, and I said goodbye. And he just sat there with a blank look. I was like, I know, man. I feel. I was you. like, oh my god. I was like, God, I think he got it worse than we did the first night. So because uh, I told Joe. Oh who? Uh, oh, I don't know. Joe who Mama. That, I told Joe Mama. It's uh, a good. Told, thing. It's a good thing. It's such a basic name, <laughs> yeah. Joe Madden. Uh, anyways, uh, moving swiftly on. He told him. Yes, I pointed I at the told guy. Him. I was previously talking to on the podcast before yes. this dude showed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said if they don't lighten this up, two th- one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to either start literally bawling, or I'm going to have to walk out. And then yeah. when they finally made it funny. I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Because I was not gonna—I was barely holding on. Yeah, it was rough. It was pretty brutal. I said, "Oh man, I need to get out of here." It's like, "Where's the comic relief?" Yes. Yeah. Oh, and it, it oh. was great comic relief. Oh, thank you. Yes. And not to keep going back to Star Wars, just I think that's because it's you know what is it the twenty eighth of December, so it's still fresh in our minds. I mean, yeah. I just literally saw it on the twenty seventh, which was fitting because that was. The three-year anniversary of Carrie Fisher's death. Um, didn't realize it until we were seeing it, and things started popping up in my timeline from three years ago. But like it was kind of the same thing. Like man, like did not know what they were going to do with her character in that movie. Well, but the and thing is, seeing her. Oh, I you know, and, yeah. and I didn't even tell you this yet because we really hadn't got a chance to speak. I started to tear up as soon as that first thing of horns blasted at the very beginning of episode nine. Mm-hmm. Because for me, even though this isn't my childhood, it still it brought everything to an end and to a closure for all those movies. And I didn't think I was gonna be, you know, that emotional. I was crying, dude. Like I was I mean, kinda like happy but sad at the same time. So but anyways, back to the Marvel <coughs> movies, you know. I think it was a great thing. I mean, those Marvel movies, I, I'm not mad that they kept putting out as many as they did. No. Um I mean I we'll we'll still keep giving it. I think the three of us will still keep giving <laughs> Money, money, money. I mean, I think it's weird what they're doing with Black Widow coming out after the fact that she's dead. Spoiler! Yeah. (laughs) You haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it by now, you know. It's it's your own fault. But, but, you know, it's kind of like going back into that and realizing that... Whoa, cat fight. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. See, we told you people there was going to be cats and children in the background. Yep. We don't make this shit up. We're here no. for you, the listeners. So, But are you there for us right now? Like, yeah, anybody? 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 Yeah, you yeah. shut it off already. <laughs> but, um, you know, so, and, and I, now I forget what I was saying because the cats started fighting. <laughs> um, you were talking about them uh, bringing out all these Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. And, like, I mean, I'll just continue to give them the movie. Really? Like, was the, it 22 over 10 years? Something like that. I, I mean, I lost count. Don't really even care to look it up. I mean, it was... They, I only really have two of them that I'm kind of like, eh, Iron Man 2 and yeah, and yeah. Thor 2 yeah. are kind of like those, yeah. but you have to watch but them because they're still then, part of the universe. Yeah. They still have importance. Yeah, they still bridge you from I still watch them. I own them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think all of us probably own them. So. Links, but. And I think that's the, the one thing that's, you know, you just have to realize and respect because they did such a great job. But if those are the nice. only weak links in that chain, 
Dude. Oh, they'd be yeah. amazing. I mean, because look at the Bond movies. There's like 437 and a half of those, and only like, you know, 37 of them are good. So, <laughs> um, but 37. Do not <laughs> trample on my Bond movies. The only no, no, no. The new one coming out. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Although I will admit that I think that Roger Moore should have hung it up a lot sooner than he did. Okay. Yeah. Let's go around the table. Best best Bond, in your opinion. <sighs> best Bond? Best Bond. All right. Uh, who played Bond? Excuse me. Not movie. Actor. Well, no, no, I, I get it. Okay. I get it. Who, who, basically, best person to portray Bond? Yes. For me, it's neck and neck right now between Sean Connery and well, I, I would almost say it's a close race between Sean Connery and Daniel Craig. Yeah. And I know I get, I get a lot of purists, and believe me, I was one of them. Daniel Craig is edging Sean Connery out. I, I just from the trailer from the new one. Um, I'm full Daniel it. Craig. And, well, and you're love, you're a little bit I younger, but I, am, but I liked Pierce Bronson. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, yeah, uh, I liked was, Roger Moore. I think it would have been better if he had picked up uh, around the time that Roger Moore left off, because I think yeah, that, because if you look at uh, the Living Daylights and um, oh god, what was what was the one after that? You had the Living Daylights, and then you had I, there's I, there's so many. There's I, Google. I, I can look it up right now, well, but I'm not bothered. I'm I'm so yeah. Google License it. to kill. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, there's so many. I'm trying, to re- I'm trying to rely on my encyclopedic knowledge, but it's like it's like a Rolodex that somebody's dumped all the cards out of and stuff back in and them, turn them upside all down. All I know is me being younger than than you guys. I I can't watch old movies like I tried to watch. I think it was the Octopussy or something. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I just well, but the, the, even the Roger Moore movies started to get campy. Yeah, I know, just Moonraker the acting is just so different cheese. back then. I just couldn't watch it. Well, I, I, just, I will admit. I mean, there is there is definitely a there is definitely a uh, difference in the quality of the acting. Uh, but this, but then again, the character kind of, if you will, kind of undertook a transformation. We yeah. Had this uh, when Roger Moore took over, he was he was very very he was posh. Mm-hmm. He was the posh Bond. Yeah. Okay. And they interjected a lot of a little bit more over the top humor. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, it wasn't big, but yeah, there was a bit. It's of a camp little camp there. to it. Well, okay. most of those were <coughs> late seventies. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think uh, of some seventies into the eighties. Yeah, and I mean, you can think about like how the movies kind of were then too. They were trying to bring in different audiences, kind of like they do now with certain things. Try, it's it seemed like gaming, like where they try to bring in the casual people. Blah 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 blah. Well, that's because you probably made some shit movies before, hey, well, so now you got to get a broader yeah, audience, or you're gonna have to stop making them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, us being our—I don't know—the first one I think I saw was Goldeneye. I think that's the first one I ever saw in the first theater. Well, I, I mean, well, not in the theater. In the theater. Okay. In the theater. I had seen them when I was a kid growing up, but I never was taken to the theater to see them and experience them. And I remember going afterwards with, um, you know, childhood friend. Circle Center, actually. I think we went to the United Art Artist Theater down there. Mm. It was a great theater back in the 90s for the time. And there was a bar in that mall, and we went there and, and had martinis. <laughs> and I realized mm. I couldn't be James Bond because I hate martinis. That's a nasty-ass drink. I might drink a little foo-foo, like a chocolate martini. Yeah. But a, a straight-up... Like apple teeny. Yeah, like a dry, oh, mar- a dry martini, like Bond drinks. Oh man, like like oh, that was just brutal. Like, I think I'd rather drink Boone's Farm. You know, I, we were talking about that during uh, our supposed break, but you know, or or Rumplemans because God, you, you really are a basic male. Those Jesus those were Lord. awful. Like so, anyways, but you know, 
I, I think, and you know, kind of leading into this Bond movie, well, I think we had the phone conversation. We need to just do this podcast when I'm on the phone talking to you. It's, <laughs> it's the easiest way to get it, to get it going. But uh, the bringing the 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 black Bond character into, it, I'm really excited to see what this female has taken over his Double mm. O Seven moniker. Mm. Since he's supposed to be dead, I think after this one, no, I need no, to rewatch the new ones. Is he back now, or is, I can't he's, remember? He was in re, he was in retirement. He got married to uh, Metal of Swan. Yeah, and now he's yeah. he's basically kind of out of the game. They bring him back around because they need him. Well, yeah, they, they and that's how it always is. Like it's like Bond, we need you. But I, I remember uh, twenty eighteen when everyone was up in arms, and I think even the beginning of this year was. Oh, they, you know, they make a black. Oh, no, they made, they're a black, they made a black woman. Ah, they made a woman in well, no, yeah, yeah, they made a yeah. black woman. 007. Oh no! I mean, because I was waiting for Idris Elba. Yeah, but re- but remember, you know, these are the same people that probably were up in arms about the fact that they made Captain Marvel a woman. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had a we had a male Captain Marvel back in the day, but the thing yeah. is, is again, we, you know, we're not necessarily. It wasn't a situation where they were like, oh, well, we have to, it's, you know, not female empowerment. I think it was the most recent incarnation of the characters is what they were trying to capitalize on. Yeah. And the thing is, why not, you know, why not have it be a woman? And I thought she did awesome. I, I thought, thought Brie Larson awesome. was, I thought she was great as Captain I, 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 yeah. yeah. She looked like she was having fun in the role. Yeah. And that's what it was all about. It's like, these movies are supposed to be fun. If they look like they're having fun making the movie... Why can't you have fun watching the movie? Yeah, if you didn't go see it just because it's a woman, I'd feel sorry for you. Yeah. Like, oh my well, that's, that's oh, the thing with this. I'm sorry for them. You know why? Because it's, you know, it's their idiocy and yeah, their well, yeah, stupidity that are allowing them to feel yeah. that way. Well, and that's what I think like, with this new Bond movie yeah, that looks good. But just, just that trailer, like, Ooh, oh, it just makes man, my head spin. Like, how, I mean, you think after you've watched them for so long, you're like, Oh, they can't do another. The opening sequence yeah, is always think it's going to get stupid. older. Yeah. They can't. Yeah. Oh, they can't new. do anything bigger or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like, but there's an intensity that they've regained after like the '70s, '80s, and into the '90s when Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan was a good Bond. The movies are what failed him. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they were bad movies, but the thing is that they they almost began to turn them into action. Com- they were on the edge of making them action comedies, so mm-hmm. they got too campy. Yeah. The, yeah. The uh, best Pierce Brosnan one I liked was. Um, Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just gonna stick with Goldeneye where he started Gold, off. Yeah, that yeah. that was definitely because yeah, it was good, a good start. But off. I just I loved. I mean, look uh, at the game it spawned as well. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The Goldeneye game. Oh my god! Like I don't know about what how old you guys were when that came out, but I was, I was in college. <laughs> I was in like middle school. That was. Uh, I know you can't think of a middle school party, but <laughs> but it was that, lit. Yeah, <laughs> that. It was everybody lined up who gets to play Goldeneye next. We broke That's, into Mom's Margarita mix. <laughs> I, I, it was Halo the, and, and Goldeneye oh for me were the games I wasn't allowed to play with other people because I, 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 I beat everybody. I mean, I beat, I beat three other guys by myself in Goldeneye, 50 to negative three. See, my, my, <laughs> so, problem, my problem with uh, the whole gaming thing was uh, I had a friend who will read. I'm going to go ahead and say his name. I haven't seen the guy in years, so I don't think he's ever going to pop up and be like, you said my name on a podcast. How dare you? But his name was Randy, okay? And Randy always had the games before any of us. Oh, nice. Uh, it was like he was he was kind of spoiled by his parents. Right. And uh, so basically, you know, he lived at home, uh, had a job, was going to school. His parents paid for a lot of things, so that meant that he... Anything he made off his job was basically disposable income. Oh, so nice. he, you know, so he had the game systems. And, <coughs> uh, 
PlayStation, when it came out, of course, he had had all this ample time beforehand to go ahead and get good at the games that came out on it. And, of course, I had to buy my own PlayStation. Right. So, oh, wait, 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 no. I bought my I bought my own Nintendo. That was the first one I bought. My parents actually bought me my first Nintendo. But the thing was, it was like it was a while after it had already come out. Right. Yeah, you know, my parents weren't made of money. They did what they could. And as a gift, they bought me this for my birthday. So, I got my PlayStation for my birthday. But, of course, it had been a while after it had come out. So, you know, Randy was one of those people. He would play the games. He'd get good at them. Of course, once you start playing him, um, <clears throat> he would show you just exactly how bad you sucked. <laughs> so, that was the situation. It's like, okay, once you caught up to him. So, there was PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. And it's like, he was always kind of ahead of the curve. Because he had the systems before the rest of us did. Because, um, of course, like I said, the whole disposable income deal. So... You know, you go over and play at his house, and he would be all Tell sorts Mark. of. He was like, "Hey, you want to play this video game?" He'd be like, "No, no, 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 no. I, I don't know if I really want to play." Like, Not against you. Yeah, exactly. Not because fair. he was one of those guys that he would play the games. He beat you at them. He's like, "Man, that was a blow." I was like, "Well, you know, sorry about that." It's like you're not sorry about it. You're glad you did it. Why? Can I say you, Randy? Yeah, go ahead and say it. Fuck you, Randy. Because I said it plenty of times. Yeah, that's old. <laughs> Ow! You just got, just got scolded for tipping sh- on the chairs. Bang! Podcasting chairs are not for tipping. Bitch. That's right. These aren't cows. Hey, All just, four feet on the floor. Yeah, sorry, God. You can tell she's <laughs> a school got teacher. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But anyways, the one thing I didn't like about Pierce Brothers, and I heard years afterwards. Um, you know when he he wanted to be the last Bond, he told you know the oh, very and stuff. He yeah. said. I don't want you to keep going with this. I want to be the last Bond. But there's no way they were going to stop. Yeah. But he was so full of himself, and ba- that's when I kind of was like, ah, screw you. Yeah. Yeah, that gets a lot of them. But he was a good Bond, too. But I'm surprised Daniel, Daniel Craig stuck around this long, because I yeah. thought he was going to be done, too. Well, well he's... He, how old is he? He's, he's, in a, he's in his 50s now. Yeah. But the thing is, he was, about, he was about to bow out. He was going to make the last one his you know final appearance as Bond. But with this particular movie, he... Uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't anything to do with money. It wasn't anything to do with money. He actually said in an interview that there was something he wanted to say with the character, and he felt that this was the perfect movie to go ahead and say it with in a final appearance. Now, what's going to interest me is to find out where they go with a new Bond. Yeah. Okay? That's going to be interesting. I said that I thought that Michael Fassbender would make a great Bond. I've said that, too. I think you and I have had that conversation in the last couple of years, so... That uh, I, I think he would be a good he's a, one. He's so. a good actor too. I mean, yeah. he's he's already. I like him. I mean, he's already got the uh, the action chops from having been in the uh, X Men movies. X-Men, so. oh, he was good in those. And oh. the thing is, there's a, there's a certain intensity about him. Okay. Right. I mean, I can see him doing very well as Bond. But he's very also very proper. Like exactly. he can play that proper role, and, and he's got that that ability to you know have that sense of. Yeah. Uh, Lordship in a spy kind of position and everything. I think but even like with Daniel out. Craig's character, where it's, you know you have you have a bit of refinement there. It's it's kind of in it's kind of in his blood because you know, as we find out, uh, you know his parents, you know they owned this oh, yeah. this, this Scottish manor. Okay? Yeah, and uh, he went. It he you know. There's refinement there. But it's almost something he tried to break from, you know, mm-hmm. Daniel Craig's incarnation of James yeah. Bond. <clears throat> but there's also an intensity there, uh, a, a moment when he can lose control. 
Yeah, yeah, he's like kind of like that he's on not the always edge. Steely. Kind of like um, uh, he's not always got that. Michael idea. Douglas, what's the stupid role? Mm, brain failing me. Uh, you know what movie I'm talking about? Where he gets he, he's in the suit. He's got the briefcase. Michael Douglas movie. Oh, falling down. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, he seems he seems really really calm and collected until he's put in a position where it's just like emotion override overruns it. Yeah, yeah. He just loses all emotional yeah. intelligence and goes batshit crazy on everyone. So I mean, and the thing is, I think that's a great thing that Daniel Craig brought to James Bond. Right. Is the fact that uh, he's not just this cool and collected. <clears throat> Uh, super spy that sleeps with women and is just you know got no worries. One phone dead. Um, and well, I mean, I'm trying to think. What was the other movie Daniel Craig was just in? Um, he was just in Knives Out. Well, Knives yes. Out. But what was the one <laughs> he was in with? Uh, Adam Driver, the comedy. Um, Logan Lucky. Yeah, oh, Logan Lucky. That I knew was so great. Lucky. Yeah, that role. I mean, come <laughs> on, dude. Like just a crazy redneck role that he had in that movie was just amazing. Every, every time anybody brings up Logan Lucky, all I can do is think back to Adam Driver saying, Did you just say cauliflower to me? <laughs> that movie, man. Oh I need to get that movie. That, that is movie, movie is so good. But, so. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, we got that. I mean, there's... God, what else is like... I mean, well, let's go back to... You know, we've been talking about Kevin Smith a lot this podcast, you know... Thankfully, we both have a love for those movies. And yeah. it's, it's one of the things that kind of got us talking years ago when you worked at that, you know, that one place that sold more rented that, movies. That defunct uh, <laughs> place that had the big movie ticket on it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Made an appearance to Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, nice. But, you know, we we um, you know we got talking and Kevin Smith made a big thing. So, you know, luckily I was finally able to, to make our movie viewing because it's been a pain with your schedule and my schedule yeah. for our day jobs. And but we got to go see the Jane Silent Bob reboot in one of the the weird screenings that they were doing before the mass release, and my God, dude, like such a good movie. Yeah, like tugged on your heartstrings, which they do a little preview at the beginning, like News uh, and Smith talk about, you know, oh, it might make you cry. He's right, like what a yeah. dick, like why, <laughs> like why do that? It's supposed to be a comedy, you jerk. This isn't the crying game. Uh, <laughs> Don't even cry in the crying have, game. How many times have we cried in movies this year? Oh, it's Jeez, been awful. Man. Like it's just been been Good crazy. Lord. Like grown men crying. <laughs> really, that's what we should make a movie called. Grown, grown men crying. <laughs> Not just a bunch of a bunch of dumb cis males that go, you know, go hang out. You know, yeah. I identify as a taco. Remember that? <laughs> or no? Damn it, a wiener, not a taco. <laughs> damn, I'm not even drunk. So, <laughs> are you sure? Oh, did I say wiener? Or did I say hot dog. You said wiener. Wiener. Okay, yeah, yeah, wiener's wiener. funnier. A hot dog might be better though, because wiener still kind of sounds like penis. Wiener. So wiener, wiener weenus, penis. Yeah. 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 Hot dog or taco? I think. That's... <laughs> well, then, then you're getting then you're kind of getting into the food thing, and then you get to get what if you're like, what if you don't have what if you're non-binary? Are you a food truck? Wow. Or how? Like mm. I, I don't know. Let's get back on topic. But so the James Bond Bob though your pantry. Oh, Ooh, there you go, pantry. <coughs> Ooh, it's got the got the word play with pants pantry. There you oh, go. I get it. I get it. But I, you know the the James Bond reboot was. I mean, just layers and layers of parody, like making fun of himself. Yeah, exactly. That's you the know, thing, that's the thing and, about the movie is the fact that they did have the they did have the courage to make fun of themselves. You know, it bringing all the other actors back in and making fun of the fact that they they work for Kevin Smith for like next to nothing or they owe him favors. <laughs> you know, and I, I thought that was great. So. Well, and, the, and uh, that brings me back to even like the Captain Marvel thing, where 
even in the Marvel Universe, they paid Kevin Smith yeah. a huge, huge compliment by making sure that when our dearly beloved and dearly departed uh, Stan Lee mm-hmm. makes his appearance in his cameo in that movie, he is reading a fucking Mallrat script yeah, on the uh, way either to an awesome. audition. Well, maybe not. It can't be an audition because who else plays Stan the Man? Yeah, Stan. right, right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they get Hugh Hefner and they put a pair of glasses on him and a mustache. I mean, since he played Hef in you know in the the, in the first Iron Man. <laughs> Just oh, kidding. Dude. You can't you can't replace Stan the Man. I mean, anything. Can play no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like you know, there he is on the way, uh, possibly to the set. Right. And she stops. He gives he gives her a smile. She gives him a smile. It's like. It's a beautiful moment because Kevin Smith becomes part of the Marvel Universe. And yeah, it was just amazing. So, but, uh, I don't think that, I mean, Kevin Smith has always taken his career seriously, but I don't ever think he's taken the content seriously. Right. And that's what you got to love about him is the fact that he's willing to go ahead and say, you know, I don't care if you like it or not. I like what I'm making. This is what I'd want to see. Well, he understands, I think, his his fan club you know he understands his base and his people that he's making the movies for so if he is making movies for us he still gets it you know what i mean because i don't know degenerates is the right way of saying it but just I, i'm kind of like the <laughs> kind of like the misfits though if you think yeah, about kind it because of, I, mean, yeah. I think about what we were talking about earlier about because you kind of cross a weird line i mean you got people that like the dick and the fart jokes yeah and then you got people that like the cerebral portion of the humor that's in there too right I mean, and then there's a lot of, like, religious humor. Yeah, and, I mean, he I even mean, takes the piss out of Catholicism. Yeah, I mean, and because he grew up Catholic. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of those things. So yeah, he's able to put a spin on that. And he makes fun of other movies. I mean, you know, he just brings all that humor just... Um, Which is supposed to be humor, lighten up. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, hear that, trolls, lighten yeah. up. Yeah, either so. like the Catholic way. He got death threats for fucking mullet. As he always says, it was a movie with rubber poop monster in it. Okay. <laughs> Dogma the Poop Monster. <laughs> oh I mean, I even had a friend that worked on the Poop Monster. I'm not, not going to say his name because that can actually bring up people a lot closer to who I oh, am. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't want them finding out my identity because, well, I don't know. I, I don't want any angry troll fanboy showing up on my doorstep and going, ah, 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 you said this and I don't approve of it. Ah. You're ruining my childhood, too. You just bent my childhood over and raped it. Mm. Which I hate it when people say that their childhood has been raped because oh yeah that's yeah, like very like, brutal. It's like seriously, like, I mean, joke about I mean, yeah, seriously, you're, you're comparing your childhood being ruined to a woman suffering yeah. one of the most in, invasive and possibly humiliating things she's ever gonna yeah, like, in, in damaging and hurtful and painful. It's like your childhood has not been raped, and it's and not if, really your childhood. <laughs> it's not like it's not like they pulled a new hope in a 2019 and. Remade it. I mean, they're kind of yeah. got close with episode seven, but um, but you know what I mean. Like, it's not like they really brought it in and did all that. I although I did kind of jokingly say before I saw episode nine that if it sucked, I was just wondering how long it would take before someone had the balls to remake the sequel trilogy, <laughs> just to recorrect you know Brian Johnson's mess ups. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute, the sequel trilogy because you had the prequel trilogy. Wouldn't actually the first trilogy be the sequel trilogy then? No, because that's the original trilogy. Yeah, now, this one's the sequel trilogy. It's all I'm, just, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get all the semantics in order here because <laughs> I mean if you think about it, you had the original trilogy, you had the prequel trilogy, and then had this, then you had the sequel trilogy. It's like. Oh my god! Sometimes it, I feel like the guy. In, I feel like the guy in Scanners, the Michael Ironside, made his head blow up when people start talking about prequels and and uh, sequels and uh, original. It's like it's like you know what? I'm just gonna call it the fucking saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the saga. Star Wars saga. 
the middle three, first three, last three. Because, I mean, anymore you really can't even look at them as trilogies. Because, I mean, it's a whole nine-movie stretch. It's, it's almost as if you wanted to take the first three movies that they did with James Bond and say, Oh, that was a trilogy. Then there was another trilogy. Then there was another... No, you can't do that. I, I think it, when you get past a certain point, you just might as well just call it a saga. Yeah, well, and that's really what they're referring to it as. Yeah. So, I guess it, it makes sense. So. But, uh, but it just, you know, people really need to lighten up on the whole thing about their childhood's being ruined or that somebody is shitting on their memories. It's like, no, the only person that can do that is you. Well, and it's, I think you and I spoke about it. I've, I've had the conversations not to, not to sit on star Wars, this whole you know podcast, however many minutes, but it is kind of prurient considering the fact that it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's just it's very out. hot. I mean, the yeah. irons, you know, still branding and scolding and, and all that stuff hot right now. So all the comments about that. And, and I think the big thing is it's like, you have three generations of people enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have our generation and, of course, the ones that were our parents. Yeah. You know, that maybe it took us. I, I wasn't I wasn't quite six months old when, you know, A New Hope came out. I was old enough to where I probably could have seen Empire in the theater, but I actually saw Jedi in the theater, and I vividly remember going to the theater to see I it. I was about two going on three. You know. Yeah, yeah, when A New Hope came out. And... And, you know, I remember, I really don't remember it, but I know A New Hope had been on, like, HBO or something it was on. I remember watching it when I was a kid Some for some weird reason. My family had HBO back then, which didn't make any sense because now they don't have any of that stuff. So how back then did you have it? Not now. This is my, my grandparents' house. So, but, you know, like, your and then cable, you then you had the prequels had their own generation. Cable with some bullshit. Yeah, and then then you have the prequels that are kind of their own generation, kind of yeah. still us because I mean because we were attached to them indirectly. We were, by the, I mean directly by the original trilogy, so we were attached to them because we had we were already you know fans of the original. Yeah, and we were waiting like we yeah. were waiting. We were to waiting find to see because we knew there was something else that could happen. Yeah, I mean there was never any guarantee that after that there would be anything, but then Lucas decided he was going to make them, and once he started making them, those of us who were fans when we were children said, okay, now here's what I've been waiting for ever since, you know, they left Endor. Yeah. And, and then now you've got another generation, or kind of a half generation of, of fans that are getting to experience it, you know, and with our youngest, you know, being five, you know, she, it was her first one that she got to see in the theater. She's not sat down and watched all of one at home. I've tried to get her to watch New Hope a couple times. Because I feel that that's the way you should always start it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, then the other children have pretty much seen it, especially the middle and the two older ones. Um, but, you know, that, and that's what's kind of, I think, important. And it's it's cool to see something like that that happens. But, you know, going back to our 80s movie conversation, I think, I think the 80s movies are very crucial to where we're at pop culture-wise. Because I, I personally feel... 80s movies are like the heartbeat of pop culture. Yeah. Because I, I feel that a lot of those movies that come from the 80s have something to do with what's going on, still relevant till today. And we were talking about that. We were talking about how you can remake all these movies and who would you do now? I mean, we exactly. had an hour and a half conversation about... Just about who we, who we would Who we put like in the Ghostbusters. Not if, not if we were and, necessarily remaking the movie, but let's say that the movie had never been made and now you were going to bring it out now. Yeah. Yeah, and that was where our whole okay. premise was. It was as if the movie had never been made, and who would you cast in it now? 
but you're still kind of basing it on who it was cast in the movie then. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of like cheating. It's kind of like being able to use a time machine, but just to see back for a few seconds, just enough to figure out the personality, and then you get shut off. They're like, okay, i got to find that person now. Like, this day, 2019, who's that person going to be? So, exactly. Like, like, almost as if it was like, well, this is a movie that was shelved way back in 1984, 1985, and it's like, we're going to make it now. This is who we were originally looking at. <clears throat> who do we have now that matches up with those those personalities back then. Right. And I, I, I'm trying to think. So we can still attract. God, what did we generation. talk about that night? I know we, we spoke about Ghostbusters. We said Weird Science was off limits. Yeah. Because you just couldn't remake it because it wouldn't work. I'm I, think, to, I think we said that pretty much all of like John Hughes' movies were kind of off limits. Because you really you, yeah. re- you really can't touch those. You can't really touch those movies. Because they're it's still like, relevant. Well, like Breakfast Club. Still relevant. But the thing is, it's like, but... Uh, you know, it's it's still it is it's still relevant, but it's not. I mean, it, you know, the whole idea of you know people actually come together and actually trying to become friendly with each other, you know, looking past their differences, you know, it, that's relevant. But the thing is, it's like the '80s culture and everything back then. Uh, you you just I don't think you could remake it because of the fact that I don't know John Hughes movies just have this weird element that cements them in the they're, 80s they're t- well they c- it's cemented in the 80s but they're they're almost like in a parallel universe mm. does that make sense like an alternate dimension or just some other well they like, have to be an alternate dimension because I remember in high school none of this shit came out <laughs> right, the, right. I, I, I never you know <coughs> uh, like I never met a girl that uh, you know like that mess, like that misfit girl that uh, I really wanted to be with like in some kind of wonderful or I never had the girl that I was willing to give up to go out with the other guy yeah like a pretty pink <laughs> pretty pink right uh, <laughs> I think I think at all, all at one point or another we all thought about how it would be cool if we could actually make a woman, but I don't think. Oh, us, dude! I, don't I think always us, thought weird science. Like I always <laughs> yeah, wanted to I make mean, a woman. But so. the thing is, I think most of us realize well we don't have a computer powerful enough. I mean, <laughs> I got a Commodore sixty four. Yeah, my Apple two E wasn't it's, cutting. It's basically like a game system. You yeah. know? I mean, I don't remember doing anything valuable on Commodore sixty four <laughs> except for playing like uh, Impossible Mission. You know, the, <laughs> the Epics game, Impossible Mission. You know. <laughs> Stay a while. Stay forever. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. But, um, you know, I think the only ones that people can touch were, were things like uh, the vacation movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which, can, which they have they, come, But they tried to do that. Yeah. With, I, they did uh, with Ed Helms. It was, it was haphazard. Like, I, I, you know, I think when you do those kind of movies, you want to try... But you're running the risk but of really, But you don't really, want to, like, cram it in everyone's face. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're running the risk of really ruining, uh, not necessarily ruining a property that already, already exists and already was successful. You're running the risk of just, I guess, basically trying to remake something that's already perfect. Right. Because if you look at it from beginning, middle, and end... The you know the original National Lampoon's Vacation, it just runs from beginning to the middle to the end without a hitch. Okay, there's not a there's not ever a moment where in the third act it fails or in the second act it falters. Right. It's just a funny movie from uh, beginning to end. You know, it's kind of like if they tried to remake Caddyshack, or you know they tried to remake uh, Animal House, which they kind of tried to do with PCU back in the '90s with uh, Jeremy oh, Piven and, and John Favreau, and that was funny. But it wasn't funny as the original. 
but but the thing was, it was it was a different kind of movie because they were actually focusing on the politically correct yeah. atmosphere that we were finding on campuses. Yeah, and uh, that's another thing that some of my more progressive brethren and uh, brothers and sisters out there are going to hate. That I'm going to say, fuck safe spaces. There are no safe spaces in this world. Don't expect there to be any made for you. Mm-hmm. Because you're risking everything when you walk out that door in the morning, anyways. Well, yeah, and, uh, and if we're going to go into that kind of statement, it just like I don't, I don't think people should should shelter themselves off and close doors to other people. Yeah. I think you got to be open minded and you got to be able to do that thing. And, and I think that's what sometimes like an art form, like a movie, can kind of do. But I think a lot of it is is we're we're too brainwashed by social media to to really realize that you, you can be cool with people that you don't agree with. Yeah. Well, I, I have I mean, multiple friends that don't share the same political ideologies as I do, but it, or but the same just general life things. I so. don't know. I, that, I think that's where we're going to, I think that's kind of where we're going to differ though, because the thing is, it's like the, the, the saying that somebody kind of, you know, hitches their wagon to that truck. Uh, well, it's like, you may not agree with everything that that particular person says, mm-hmm. but you you're supporting them nonetheless. So by right. by proxy, by default, you are supporting everything they've said. Right. Okay. Which is why when people say who did you vote for, I don't say that I voted you know for somebody. I said I voted against somebody. Right. You know, and they might say, well, you know, then you're. You're hitching your wagon to a woman that was weak and allowed her husband to be an adulterer. It's like, eh, you know. But let's. <laughs> well, I mean, but we're 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 not going to have the Obi Wan and Anakin debate at the yeah. end of Episode Three. Exactly. <laughs> we're not dealing in absolutes here. No. You know, we're not Sith. So you know, and and that's the thing I think we got to like realize. But that's the thing like a lot of those those movies did and and were able to do. And it's funny, like even younger people, even like our special guests. I mean, like there's movies like different people have seen. That link them, or video games that link them, or you know, even music or those different things, and that's why you know, bringing all of these conversations and feeding the trolls, talking about pop culture is kind of fun because, because when we, yeah, when we go to a con or something like that, it's like nobody's wearing their affiliation on their sleeve, right? Well, I mean, maybe maybe some might wear it on their hat, right? But you know, for the most part, most people hide that because they don't, maybe not hide it, but they don't make it they don't make it public because that's not what they're there for. Yeah, they're okay. there to celebrate the same thing everyone else, for the most part, is celebrating. You know, like, so. uh, like if I go to some place like, uh, like Horror Hound, for example. Yeah. You know, like uh, when <clears throat> when Horror Hound comes to Indianapolis, and they bring that horror convention here, uh, I am, I'm ecstatic because I get to see I get to see my what I call my convention family, the people that are, you know coming from all, all around the United States. They got their booths set up, and I get to go see uh, people like uh, Jordan Shell, Mikey Rutella. Uh, you know oh. the Edmonds, uh, the Edmonds folks from over in Distortions Unlimited in Colorado. Uh, I know I'm leaving some names out here. Like, but Erie the Boutique is, was one of the ones I met. Um, Erie Boutique, like yeah. they take the the old like baby dolls and turn them into like that, creepy yeah, ass things. Crazy. Oh, those are some cool Eerie. ladies. Like yeah, those are you know, fuck. I don't. I, I, oh yeah, they're <laughs> creepy as hell. I would never buy one of them. They spook the crap out Last of me. They're, they're is, great. They're tasteful. So Erie Boutique people, yeah. check them out on Instagram. They're amazing. So but, you know, I mean, like uh, like the guys I know at Paul Bearer Press. Uh, uh, you know, it just when I see these folks, it's like I don't know what their I don't know what their political affiliation. I don't know what their religious affiliation is. I don't know. If they're gay or straight or 
uh, or asexual. Like wiener or taco or, yeah, I don't, I don't, or their pantry. I don't give a shit we don't know. They're, they're part of my family from the cons. Yeah. You know, I see them, they see me, we're happy to see each but, other. But, you know, I'm going to stop it. You just said there are no safe spaces. You just contradict yourself. No, no, I didn't say it was a safe space. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't say it was a safe space at all. I was just making sure we're clear. Well, shit, any place of public nowadays with the way gun laws are, never a safe space. <laughs> I mean, that's why they got to have fucking security guards. That Chuck got... Norris. <laughs> that's why they got to have uh, security guards at goddamn uh, conventions and uh, movie theaters now. Yeah. But I mean, but the thing is, it's like, you know, I know people get easily offended. And one thing I brought, brought up at one point was things like uh, smoking and nudity and drug abuse in... In movies. Oh, in movies. But the oh. thing is, you know, if, they, if they're complaining about it taking place in the 80s, it was contextual. If it's in the 60s, the 70s, uh, you know, it, a lot of times they're not doing it to glorify it. They're just doing it because it's what people It's do. a period thing. It's... it's and, and it might not just... An actuality and accuracy. Yeah, and, and as you look at that, well, and it's like, it's our, our, our household joke is, is when we talk about 80s movies... You know, the, the obviously mom has to bring up, you know, what's it rated. And <laughs> we joke, well, it's 80s PG. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you and know 80, what I mean? 80s PG-13. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is like rated R. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the back PG then... PG is PG-13. Well, probably with some boobs in it, too. So, yeah, you the know. Thing, you know, because the thing is, it's like, back then, you didn't have all this, the descriptors. Like you, know, like you said, I worked at a video store, the the biggest chain in the land at the time. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when we, when people come back in and they complain about particular movies that they saw, yeah, <laughs> and I would be like, "Well, did you look at the rating?" And they said, well, "What did that have to do with it?" I saw it was PG thirteen. I said, "Because below it, it mentions why it's rated PG 13 Yeah, you know, sexual content, <clears throat> uh, partial nudity, uh, language. They'll, they'll even say that there's depictions of smoking and dr- uh, drug use and alcohol use at the yeah. bottom there. I mean, they will point out things that might be objectionable to anybody that's viewing the film. So if you see something on there that you don't like, okay, you can bow out. You can say, I don't want to watch it because I don't yeah. want to see that depiction. Push stop. Yeah. <laughs> Walk out. That's <laughs> yeah. what drives me nuts. And and that's the other, the other big joke in our house, you know, having an age range of kids is, and especially the two older ones, just talking about, um, you know, uh, uh, PG thirteen, and, I, and I, I joke we have a child that's fifteen, and I, <laughs> I'm always joking trying to get her to cuss. Obviously, the <laughs> wife's telling me to stop, stop egging her on, but I'm always like, you know, I, I'm gonna allow you to be uh, PG thirteen so you can say the f bomb once, <laughs> and, and you know, and, all that. and then afterwards it's rated R, and you're gonna get fined. But the thing so, is, are you using the are you using the, like movie rules? There, it's like once every one and a half to two hours. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it <laughs> you is. You say the word. <laughs> so, you know, and, and so it, it's just funny like that. So, uh, Morty. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not going to transition to Rick and Morty. Um, you know, we're, we'll, we'll leave that for another another episode. So, um, man. So, God, what's we again? We have the as I call it the grease board. You call it a dry erase board. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. It's just um, called the whiteboard. Yes. Why is it going to be white? <laughs> just thinking the same thing. Why is it going to be white, yo? So, but you know, we 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 put some movies on there. I don't. I think for just. Um, you know, those two listeners that are still probably <laughs> chiming in right or now. Or maybe the one person that just, like, dozed off. <laughs> yeah. doesn't they just woke back up and realized we're still talking like, about Star Wars. They're like, Jesus, I've been, I've been asleep for an hour. This is still going on? Still going? 
Um, but you know, we're 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 kind of looking at some some movies that we stuck up there. You know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'd love to talk about it. You saw it. Um, you know, it too. I haven't seen either one of them. I've just kind of been out of the loop. Um, I think really Irishman is another one. I kind of watch it, but God damn, I got to get three hours of my life. Yeah, it's, it's a long one, but it's. I mean, it's, it's gonna have to be watched in chunks. How, is it got a good break? Like, can I watch an hour and a half and go back watch an hour and a half, or watch mm. it in hours? I mean, I could probably just sit and watch it one time. I could watch three hour movies, no issue. It, it's just would, finding three hours. Well, to watch. yeah, it would just it would just be nice like they did with certain movies. Uh, uh, Back in the day, where they actually would give you an intermission break in the middle of the movie, but uh, like like find a, a reasonable spot, a spot to go ahead and give you an intermission, you know, and be like, I'll come back to it later. But hell, I mean, if it's on if it's on Netflix, all you have to do is just stop at a certain point, go back, and they'll say resume. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. The great thing about streaming is like, do you want to you want to do you want to start where you left off, or do you want to go all the way back? Um, I, I think really honestly, I think Joker, John Wick three. Good talking points. Um, you know, and, and honestly, why don't we flip, though? I think we put, we have a turd list on there. You said, <laughs> you said Detective Pikachu. I tried to I didn't say it was a turd. I just said that I don't want to talk about it because I'm not a Pokemon fan. Uh, Pokemon Go, I thought it was one of the most ridiculously stupid things. Seeing people running around, running into traffic. Oh, well, that's t- just because you're stupid and Darwin always wins. I mean... Come on, like... Yeah. I don't know, you got some people that are on the creationist side. But, um, I, and I think the big one that we put there, because we were really trying to go through, there's so many good movies that we like this year um, as we're wrapping out 2019. But, but I, I think, think we have the sense enough to kind of stay away from those things that are questionable. Which yeah. is why we don't have a long list of things that we consider, like, turds. But I think Good Boys, that was a big one. Um, I yeah. bought it because I didn't go see it. And was really wanting something. It was came out. It on looked like iTunes. it was going to be like a super bad for young. Oh yeah, kids. for young kids. It looked like it had a lot of good, like I mean, risky not, humor. Not for young kids to watch, but no. with younger with younger kids in it. Just like over the top bullcrap, you know. Yeah. Like I, I thought, oh, this movie's going to be different, everything. And I bought it. We were we went out on a limb. We didn't have anything really else to watch. We were kind of some of the shows we were watching. We were either done binging. Things were in hiatus. I don't know. I think I dropped like twenty dollars on that movie or something. Ouch. Cheaper than see it in the theater, yeah. but I mean, I didn't have to spend all that money on popcorn. Well, not if you went to AMC on a Tuesday by yourself. <laughs> yeah. It'd only be five dollars. Well, at least if you're if you're an AMC, AMC Stubbs member, right? Not that I'm shilling for AMC or wanting to get a free extension on my Stubbs membership. But <laughs> just for saying, passes for the yeah. Bundles. Just saying, if you want to throw one our way, I'd be more than happy to take one off your hands. But I just think it was kind of. Um, it's very lackluster. Like I think yeah. it was it's what I I've always called them preview movies, where all the funny shits in the previews. Exactly. Because um, I watched the Red Band trailer, I think for that one, I was like, oh man, this movie's got the potential to just go bonkers and just just like almost South Park level crude, over the top humor. But and it kind of fell off. Yeah, it did. Like it, it started to ramp up. You thought it was gonna be funny, and I was like, I was almost like saying my own lines for the movie. And there's just nothing happened. I'm like, God, there's I, just a, there's I think I certain, could have written a better script for this movie. So. There was a certain point at which the characters became kind of annoying. Um, so, I mean, you know, take it for what you want. Trolls, the trolls probably loved it. Trolls are typically the ones that like stuff that's mediocre. Well, yeah, the thing is, even if they didn't so. really like it, they're going to they're gonna take our opinions and be like, like, well, I don't, see, I don't think it was that bad. I mean, you guys are really trashing It's like, what, what have you done? It's like, well, you know... I guess you could turn that question right about right around on yourself. I mean, unless you are actually the writer, director, or producer of this movie, yeah. what have you done? Um, I, I think another, um, just kind of going out there too, 
you know, we won't get too much into Letterkenny since I can't talk you into watching <laughs> no. it. I, I might get into it at some point. You're I mean, bored. Just watch it this week. I'm sorry. I had this I had this really, really weird fascination with going back and watching Bob's Burgers all the way through or watching uh, It's Always Sunny in so Philadelphia yeah. all the way through. Uh, you or can't I, go wrong with it. Or I go on Netflix and I find more of these uh, documentary series about people that are evil or killers and stuff like that. It's like... And I mean, I, I guess that's why I watch. I guess that's why I really listen to Georgia Hardstark and Karen Kilgariff on, um, you know, my favorite murder. Right. My favorite murder. And I just, I just sang it. I know Karen Kilgariff is like, oh my god, you just fucking butchered that. But I love that. Or probably the person that we suckered into listening to this podcast. Oh, exactly. Like, one more. Like, what was that? <laughs> was that the cat like screeching? It's the cat's or something? fighting again. But I mean, you know. But I, I guess I, I love the morbid shit, and I kind of because it, it just fascinates me. Like it does them. And the thing is, is like I don't have a fascination for murder per se, as much as it's kind of interesting to see how the cases unfold. Or oh what, yeah, oh, or, or, the psyche behind it. Uh, yeah. What uh, What was the catalyst that made the person do it to begin with? But, it's like uh, watching Mindhunter. Did you ever watch that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Watch both seasons of that. I'm, I'm waiting for a third season. I'm like, yeah. I'm impatiently waiting. I'm impatiently waiting for my third season of Ozark. That's uh, like Netflix. Can't please. With it. I mean, please. They've already renewed The Witcher for two more seasons. And yeah, and I, I got mean, through that until twenty twenty one. Though I gotta, I gotta appreciate The Witcher because it seems like every, you know, it seems like every time, uh, every time Geralt experiences a situation where he, you know, uh, where something's not quite the way he thinks it should be, or he maybe he's feeling a little bit daunted. Like, oh fuck! <laughs> and it's like, I love that word. <laughs> You may have already noticed. I'm not sure exactly how many times. We might go ahead and just go back we through here. To like and at the counter. end, do another little tag on the end. Put it in the transcripts. Just, just be like, just for his knowledge, he said it this many times. <laughs> like, All right. Well, maybe we'll do a fuck counter. Like, you guys want to do a drinking game? Every time, mm-hmm. every time that dude says fuck in the podcast, take another drink. <laughs> no shot. <laughs> well, you might notice another break coming up. That may or may not be because we're stuffing our face. Maybe we got bored, or maybe, maybe you just woke up. All right. Well, was it a break? Were we stuffing our face? Or has it been two hours? Has it been five minutes? Who knows? That's we're magic, not going to tell you. <laughs> the magic of editing. That's so, right. You'll never know until we actually out ourselves. Um. So the fuck counter, well, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to dig that hard into Keeping track. So. No, just as long as they understand that there's going to be copious amounts of fuck. Copious. Copious amounts of fuck in the podcast. Copious. I mean, this, this this might turn into the uh, the unlikely bedfellows fuck podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think really, honestly, we're kind of on the downward slope as it was hitting up. Um, you know, we're 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 pushing. Oh gosh. Uh, close to two hours. Yeah. Not, not too shabby. Um, you know, and all that stuff. I think it's been a, a fun introduction. I think we had a smorgasbord of uh, delightful delicatessen <laughs> delicacies of delight for all it's the uh, been an utter buffet, trolls. An utter buffet of bullshit. <laughs> just wait on in, folks, and just, you know... Bring your tray up there, load as much of this bullshit on there as you want, and just dig in. Or don't, you know, that's up to you. We're democratic. And, you know, we, we've got a 
lots of things to explain to everyone and lots of places to send you. So that's going to be a fun time. Um, you know, so really, honestly, I think, um, you know, we, we put it out there earlier. You know, we use an email. Um, we're using all kinds of different things, quite truthfully. But want to just make sure you guys understand unlikely.bedfellows at gmail.com. Send us your hate. Send us your likes. Send us your indifference. Uh, uh, then again, I guess if you're indifferent, you're probably not going to bother to open up your email. <laughs> Just to send us something. <laughs> well, we'll probably get all those people correcting our speech, you know, our... Um, and if you correct you us know, on something, maybe we'll do... I mean, uh, again, you know, Karen Kilgariff and uh, Georgia Hardstark, they'll actually do like a corrections corner. Oh, cool. So if we had to do a corrections corner, we might begrudgingly do it, be like... <laughs> Well, I don't know, studman33 at gmail.com sent in an email saying that we fucked up this explanation of this plot point in a particular movie we've been talking about. And it's like, uh, he says that we need to correct ourselves on that. So, you know, maybe we'll correct it. Maybe we won't, but maybe we will. Yeah, you know, we do kind of what we want. So, well, I mean, there's that. So, um, I mean, yeah, guys, gals, whatever you are. Wieners, tacos, pantries. I mean, it's kind of. <laughs> I love how you're trying to you're trying to uh, look at uh, gender identification through uh, through food items. Whether you're a wiener, a taco, a pantry, uh, I don't know. I I, I think we should just. I, I I'm just gonna go ahead and focus on the ranks. You know, the LGBTQ. Right. If right. you're any of those, hey. Feel free to listen to us. Feel free to um, like us, hate us, be offended by us. You know, we're equal opportunity in every respect, I guess. And, you know, we're always reaching out for uh, special guests and everything as well. We lost our special guest for the evening, but um, he just couldn't hang. So yeah, he just buggered off. But, you know, hey, check us out. Um, you know, we're going to be on all the podcasting services that most people listen to, except for iHeartRadio. Eh, whatever. Um, but, you know, it's Unlikely Bedfellows. So um, you can find us on Instagram at that. Also on Facebook um, and Twitter. Um, we have a Snapchat. Most of our, uh, you know, social media is not really fully live and running, but we do. We will check it here and there. Uh, Snapchat is unlikely.bedfel. Um, you know, Snap doesn't like you to have, like, ridiculously long names. So whatever. Um, but yeah, so check us out, hit us up, um, more to come. Our next episode is going to be, I don't even remember. I don't even know. So just find out when it happens. Well, even if you have any suggestions about something we ought to talk about, like a, preferably something pop culture or entertainment related, we'd rather not delve into politics because that's a very, very divisive thing. And we're trying to kind of, you know, we're trying to bring people together we're not trying to divide anybody. Uh, that's been done enough. So, you know, any suggestions, feel free. I mean, I guess we, we can sit through those ourselves and decide what we do and what we don't want. But suggestions are always welcome. Uh, you know, stuff like, go kill yourself! Or, you know, or, uh, well, I don't know. Why don't you throw one out there? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, you know, I think, I think it's just what it is. I think really we want to know, um, you know, what you have to say, what you want to do, but really it is just definitely about sharing, 
you know, what we feel about what's going on and pop culture and, and everything else that's out there that everyone's involved in, but just try to, you know, create a community. Um, and that's what we get. That's why we're unlikely. We want to make sure that people realize that, you know, you can still have pleasure and be willing to share a metaphorical bed yeah, with the unlikely of fellows. Yeah, because, I mean, you may be unlikely to share the same opinion as somebody else, but that's kind of what brings us all together is, you know, the little likenesses that we do find. I mean, granted, we all have differences, but it's those little likenesses that uh, every once in a while uh, do tend to bring us together and, you know, create at least some sort of sense of harmony, you know? Correct. All right, folks, that's it. We'll see you on the flip. Later. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. My partner and I enjoyed this. This is our first full podcast that's getting released, and we really appreciate you listening. And just wanted to let you know, yes, there were some words used in this podcast that may be sensitive for such. They weren't meant towards anybody in the audience, but just how we experience things uh, going through life. So with that, enjoy. Hopefully you trolls are fed. And keep listening. Subscribe. Like. Follow all of our social media, Unlikely Bedfellows. Email us at unlikely.bedfellows at gmail.com with any other concerns as we're working on our social media and getting that reach out there. And wait for episode two to drop by mid-January, episode two, when douchebags attack.